imagine a world where time drifts slowly, a world where music carries you away. Experience pure moods, the perfect soundtrack for your way of life. Direct from Europe, this multi-platinum right. collection has won the Welcome hearts of to millions. Pure moods. Set adrift with the timeless pleasure. Yes, of two I am. You have entered or take a the pure moods. The, 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 the thing we just heard theme. said, "Imagine a world," right? Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, imagine no longer. Because you're here. It's pure moods. What kind of mood? What kind of moods? Not clear. It's vague. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but whatever mood it is, it, it must be pure. Yeah, it's pure. It's the purest form of that kind of mood, whatever the mood is. Right. Yeah. But it's not clear which mood exactly. <laughs> you, yeah, you may be looking, like, maybe you're feeling unsure of yourself lately, you know, not sure, like, what you're feeling, what kind of mood you're in. Right. This episode won't help you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is going to hurt you because... You won't get any clarity on that. It, it's clarity on the moods being pure, like it's a pure feeling... Potentially, de- depending on, well, maybe not every song. We- we'll talk about that. But what mood? If, your mood, we'll if your mood is uncertainty, that can be pure. <laughs> it must be pure uncertainty. Correct. Right. Now, how do we measure the purity of moods? Same thing as like a pH, <laughs> uh, like a litmus test type of thing. Do we have to dip a paper in a mood? Or do we use yeah. a mood ring? I guess like you can use a mood ring to <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. gonna say I, I like mood, mood ring because I was gonna say it's almost like a purity lie detector test. Like it must be the purest of moods. Like right. Uh, but so yeah, mood ring. I like that. Like a pure mood ring. <laughs> we sh- we um, should have um all wore um mood rings and then we could have like said oh it's it changed like when the song yeah. changes. We could like yeah. could have located what the mood was that way, but we'll have to just go off our, of our own uh, intuitions instead. Because yeah, I got yeah. no ring on this finger, baby. <laughs> we need to like um, like detectives do or cops do when they're like uh, testing cocaine. Like they take a little bit of like uh, take yeah, a like, bit of like a lick it a little bit, lick it, te- lick it a little bit. Like the, t- they lick yeah. their pinky and then dip it in. Yeah, like to test the purity of the cocaine. That that's yeah. that's what we're doing on right. uh, on this show. We're we're licking these twenty tracks. Um, this mood is definitely Colombian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, who wants to say actually what the show is? We haven't done right. That. It's not exa- <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Why don't we do that? This is not yeah. just pure moods the episode it is a continuation of one of our favorite formats here on dan and brave presents the podcast show and network uh network within a show (laughs) yeah um (laughs) it's the albums it's back baby for season five hey yeah um it's been a man it's been a min, it's been and a this min. is the first. This is the first version. If you <laughs> go back and listen, Benjamin Hostbunch. <laughs> if you go back and listen to the draft episode for this episode for Pure Moods, 
This is the first time we've done an album that is a compilation album. Right. Uh, you know, we've done full albums by artists in the past, and in this volume, it's going to be uh, a collection of artists that appeared on this compilation from 1994, Pure Moods. And I am... I'm in a pretty pure mood right now, and I'm 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 pure mood, Brandon. Your presenter, ooh, your pu- pure muted presenter, Brandon. I'm uh, presenter Danny here. Um, I'm in an excited mood right now. I'd oh, say. And I'm presenter is it purely two. excited though? Always, always. I am presenter three, uh, Dave Cologne. But since this is an album's episode that we are uh covering a compilation disc you can call me compilated torso (laughs) (laughs) it's like compiled of like different people's like skin and yeah it's like serial killer yeah uh, yeah buffalo bill (laughs) style um or but i was thinking like as a group like we can be instead of the instead of the albums, like we can be the albums. We can be the albums. Yeah. Albums. Colon. Albums. Colon. The Johnny Comp Lately's. <laughs> okay. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because we were also like late on talking about this compilations from '94. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and also the, that commercial was for a different version of this compilation. Yes, yeah, that came out <laughs> later than the edition Late. that we are covering here today. Yeah, yeah, I. The inspiration I think for doing this compilation was this infomercial. I think I saw somebody on Twitter like tweet about it recently. Like, hey, remember this? Like from like Cartoon Network, like late at night, and this commercial. Yeah, it's just it for me at least. It like struck a nostalgia memory yeah chord in my brain or i was like oh my god yeah i definitely remember like these songs in this commercial and so we really yeah. should have just done this for 97 we talked about how we should that we should have done 93 like what was the reasoning that we chose to do the original version i don't remember because we needed an episode for 94 we needed an episode for 94 yeah and yeah. um there was more songs on this, so we wanted a longer episode. We wanted a longer... <laughs> That's true. That might add another, another hour, those three songs. This is the OG. You got to do the OG. Yeah. This is the original. It's That's more fair. pure. Isn't it more pure? Wow. Yeah. That's true. You know, they diluted their own pure moods by yeah. chopping out a few tracks, adding in some newer tracks once they did re-release it in 97. So I'm thinking, yeah. let's go as pure as That's we can true. get. And, but because it's so pure... Mm-hmm the original version uh-huh. it's because it's made it a little not compilated but complicated Truly. to find the correct versions yeah. so of true. these songs we need to address that now yeah yeah why don't we say real quick i mean we also we already gave a few stats about the compilation during our draft episode but really quickly this came out in this this version of pure moods that we're covering today came out in 94 mm-hmm. um don't have a definitive date about that about when in 94 sometime okay. in 94 and it was put out by virgin records mm-hmm. um which makes sense for pure moods they know about <laughs> yes they, yeah yeah we talked yeah yeah we which i already we already talked about that but it's yeah. it basically a compilation of new age ambient world music 
And Wikipedia says, to a lesser extent, down tempo, trip hop, and, j- and and smooth jazz. Definitely. And smooth jizz, too, actually. <laughs> they got some... Yep. Uh, Very pure jizz. They got some... Um, uh, what's the guy's name from uh, Star Wars? Oh, uh, uh, Finger and Dan in the modal nodes. Yeah, jizz <laughs> music. Yeah. Yeah, he got he's he's got a track later on in uh for space. Oh, were you, tra- space were you talking about George Lucas? George Lucas? Were you talking about George Lucas or the band name in Star Wars? The band name in in Star Wars. Yeah, it's fingering Dan in the modal nodes. It's not. It's but, fingering Dan. No, it isn't. Fingering fi- Dan. Figure. I think it's figuring Dan. <laughs> wow, weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I, too I, weird. I we mean, we talked about the band before. I feel like it would have come up if the band's name was Fingering Dan. It's <laughs> it's Figrin, F I G R I N, Figrin Dan in the modal nodes. All right, I remember modal nodes. I don't remember Fingering Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember? Fingering actually, Dan? this is a gr- this is a gr- this is a great spelling, Dan. You should change it. It's D apostrophe A N. Oh shit! I should do that. <laughs> oh, it's almost like Dan. Dan, Dan, Figuring Dan. Dan. Um, we should also talk about that. The process. There's two aspects of the process uh, that we're doing this. Yes. Um, if you listen to the draft episode, we each drafted uh, these some of these songs, um, and so we each kind of have ownership over those for when we rank them to see who won. But also, uh, each of us kind of did. Um, you know, a little bit of research on our particular song so that we can, uh, you know, come at it with, you know, a little bit of uh, range. Um, but also what we're going to do is as we rank them, we're going to each say our least favorite or least pure, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, and then the first time a song is sp- is mentioned by all three of us is when we will listen to and discuss the song. Um, so... That's going to create like a consensus ranking ranking between the three of us um, as they get eliminated. Yeah, we're going to start from. There's 20 tracks on this compilation, right? We're going to start from where we each ranked our. However, we did it. We'll get into that either worst or worst mood or worst song. You know, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, number 20, and then we'll see how long it takes to get a match of like. I'm explaining. There's a match. Brand, yeah. Of, uh, yeah. When, It'll make sense yeah. as you go. The, the first time a song is said by each of us, right. then we'll talk about it. Then we'll talk about it, right. right. It's like a pro- process of elimination, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now let's talk about our... Let's talk about this. Let's talk about... Sex? Let's let's talk about oh. sex. Let's talk about sex. And let's talk about... I want to think about... I, I, I kept thinking of this in two in two ways throughout the week as I was listening to this. One... Going into it, is this successful at creating a compilation of a pure mood? Or is it a bunch of different moods that are pure? So like going into it, I was like, okay, let me identify what I personally find as a pure mood song and see which songs fit as closely into that category. And then vice versa, a personal ranking of my personal mood. So I tried to kind of rank it between those two things. How did you guys approach it? Oh man, that's pretty good. Well, <laughs> I like that intellectual, yeah, very thought out uh, approach to this. What I did was whatever, whatever mood struck me st- the strongest. 
I put that at the top. Whatever okay. mood struck me the least, the weakest, I put that at the bottom. And I ordered it in those terms. But okay. um, it is called Pure Moods. Not just pure mood. So it's not just right. one mood. It it does give you the option to for this compilation to shift moods, which I think is acceptable. Right. Not but maintaining are, one mood. Correct. They are making the claim that all these moods are pure. They right. claim that. Right. Which, right. They might not be the same mood, but yeah. they are all pure. But exactly. do we all do we all agree with that with all tracks? I don't know. I don't we'll know. See. see, I do yeah. kind of I I think I think I did kind of go your, your way too, Brandon, but my yeah, my, I, my I, feeling I, for it overrode the purity factor. Yeah, I, I'll say I'll say that I'm not going to say in which direction and why, but I'll say in general I don't think it's a cohesive, successful, pure mood front to back. I think it could have actually been curated a little bit stronger because I think there are, are conflicting moods uh, that we'll get into as we do the ranking. And so I, I'm yeah. just going to come out. I'm going to come out and say again. I'm not going to spoil it, but there are songs that I would have ranked personally higher that I'm knocking down because they don't fit my idea of what they are trying to achieve. Now I didn't completely penalize it for that. So like, if maybe I was going to rank it three on my personal list, maybe it went down to four or five, just a little bit. I I, I did. I took a little bit of everything into consideration. Interesting. I okay. respect that. That's very well thought out. That's really good. Um, I I lean more towards, I guess, even farther away from that than Dave is. Whereas, like my rankings, I've said this. I've defined songs this way a lot on this show. It's moods that I want to live in, right? Right. So yeah, yeah. Like, like so, from bottom to top. Yeah, at the bottom, it's a mood I don't really want to ever experience, and then a. <laughs> <laughs> and then at, at, at the top it is I want to live in this permanently so that, there's a purity there I guess I think right? so yeah, I think it's you, purity you know but we'll uh, we'll see yeah we'll I, Brandon goes, I, yeah. I will say I would I would have chopped a few songs out of out of it in terms of like but we'll see we'll talk about it when we get to those songs but yeah yeah but but I, mean, I think overall I dig it I'm digging this compilation. That's what I'm going to say overall. I I would put this on and really have a good time, I think. As a, as a, a, a as if it was background to my evening, like a solo evening to myself having a couple glasses of wine, <laughs> making some dinner. Uh very it's very low day. This is a, this is a fantasy obviously cuz I don't make my own I don't cook dinner. But um, <laughs> I like it. Anyway, we could, we'll get into it as we get into the songs. But yeah, should we start the rank, the ranking now, or is there any other business to attend? No, to? I think I think the conversation will you know develop as we go. Um, there are two songs represented by DBPS Five, our co-presenter, robot presenter. Um, That's right. I'm not looking forward to be to going first every time, but I will take that on as as presenter order since we since the last time we did albums you know presenter order has been established so i guess i i guess i'm gonna be the one to uh to lead it off so st uh, coming in at number 20 for me in 
the least purest of moods. <laughs> what I attribute as most impure. The, yeah. the most impure is tubular bells. Oh, interesting. Okay. 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 Tubular bells, which. Damn. Well, I was gonna say it is talked about in the infomercial. So clearly, clearly they think it's pretty pure. Right. right. It is highlighted. It's yeah. it's highlighted. Right. It's one of it like a few songs highlighted. So, so yep. interesting. But He's deviating from the infomercial. I know we're not supposed to talk about that song yet, but just based on what Brandon has said is he's doing in his rankings. I totally understand that number. It does pick. make sense. Is it? Yeah. I, it I, does I make sense it. in some ways. Yeah. It is not what I did, but okay. I get it. Okay. Number 20 for Danny. Um, the mood I would like to live in the least on this album is Malcolm McLaren, Aria on air. Oh, wow. No, thank you. Doesn't want to live in that mood. Nope. I'd wow. rather not live on an airplane. It's from an airplane commercial. No, thank you. <laughs> Okay. Get out of here. Well, the mood I want to least not vibe with is my number 20. The hearts ask for pleasure. My heart's not asking for pleasure. Oh, wow. It gets pleasure. It doesn't have to ask. Okay. So yeah, this is going to turn I'm ve- I'm already really interested in in how this is going to well, uh, Dave, what's the full name of the song, please? It's called The Theme from the Piano. Sorry, let me. Uh, it's the heart asks for pleasure slash. Oh, the, the promise. promise. I'm sorry. No, it's the heart asks pleasure first. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, the heart asks pleasure <laughs> first, first. Slash, slash the promise. The promise. Yep. In parentheses, in parentheses, theme from the piano. Thank you by Michael. By Nyman. Michael Nyman. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. Should I go now, or should Brandon go? No, Brandon goes. No. Yeah, it's got to go back to me. Okay. Okay. Um, <sighs> no song. To no talk about yet. Uh, yet. Brandon, you're keeping, um, tri- you have like a chart that you're, uh, oh, I mean, it's on the sheet. You can follow along oh, as oh, we go. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, very cool. Very cool. Now, <laughs> I, I'm just going to pre apologize. <laughs> I'm going to pre apologize to Dave. I did not realize that these are both your songs, but Aria on Air is my number 19. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. Number Dave, do you want to? Oh, no, no. I mean, that's I'm well yeah we'll get to it but I'm okay. interested I'm I can't believe I'm a little shocked it's that low for you guys but anyway go ahead and for, for the listeners again this could all be based on incorrect versions of these songs that we're listening to who knows <laughs> because that was a challenge I don't know if we had really addressed this it was mm-hmm. a challenge to really find all the correct versions of these songs it was a whole thing but we're doing the best we can okay right 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 number 19 for Danny um is Ennio Morricone theme from the mission Ennio Morricone Ennio Enjo Enjo Morricone Morricone theme from the mission Enjo Morricone Am I okay, saying it so, wrong? Uh, yeah it you're more? not Italian like me and Brandon Okay so um <laughs> my number <laughs> my number 19 is also a theme but not from the mission it's the theme from Inspector Morse Wow but uh, so still, still nothing. Barrington Fillon. Right Do not want to inspect that Morse. <laughs> Personally. Okay. So this is immediately where it's, I would say there's like a hard delineation point for me from pureness from those two to this, to this next round of things. Okay. okay. So that, those two you think are just not the moods that should be featured on this disc. 
Yes, and you'll see now, basically, I have another kind of category that I feel kind of did the same type of thing, and it's Songbird by Kenny G. Yeah, I understand. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> I understand this process a little bit more as, as, as it's developing. Uh, yeah. So that's your number 18, Brandon? Kenny that's G? That's my number, number 18, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Number 18 for Danny is also the Inspector Morse theme uh, by Barrington Fellong. So that's Fellong. Okay, Dave, your number 18. My number 18, and this comes with a bit of an asterisk because um, I don't know what version is real. It was only you by praise. My number 18. Don't, <laughs> that one I've. Felt a little guilty ranking the way I ranked it, but I right. also, I don't know which is the right version. I don't know who to trust when it comes to that song. So right. I'd rather have it get it out of the way earlier than later. Yeah. Uh, understandable. Um, which means my next one is Lily Was Here. Okay. Okay. That is David A. Stewart featuring Candy Dulfer. He does not yep. think saxophone is a pure mood. Right. It's clear. Not a saxophone <laughs> fan. Okay. Uh, number 17 for Danny is Michael Nyman. The heart asks pleasure first slash the promise theme from the piano. So that one's Whoa. also close. Right. Close yep. to being talked about. My, we're doing 17 here, right? Yeah. Yep. This is your 17. My 17 is Little Fluffy Clouds by what's her the name? Orb. The Orb. The Orb. The, the Orb. Orb. Okay. Uh, now we're to me, and the first one we talk about is the Inspector Morse theme. Wow. Okay. But about now, um, I mean, yeah, exactly. Wish we were talking about that instead. Not really. That would be way outside of the, of the mood. <laughs> so as we go and songs are eliminated, I will kind of give you my personal ranking. Like if there's no mood involved, uh, this is my number five. Do really? Yes. If I were making my pure I, mood I, playlist, I can, I can totally see that for Brandon. Yeah. If I were making my pure mood playlist, oh, interesting. It's number five, but it got knocked down a lot for not. And as again, as we develop my yeah. pure mood rating, I will reveal more. But this is outside of the zone of pure that okay. I perceived. I'm very interested in that ranking as well. So I'm excited for you to reveal that as we yeah. go. Yeah, I can see Brandon like driving around to this like the soundtrack oh yeah like i love i love this yeah this is excellent um <laughs> there's it's obviously very morse code inspired rhythmically and melodically a little oh, right a little too literal for me i don't know what the deal with the it, inspector morse character well, is but i just want to be a morse piggy, cody kind of person go ahead i want to piggyback off what you said it's not it's beyond literally it is morse code for morse Oh, the, is it, the, the show is about Morse code. No, the rhythm of the melody is Morse code for Morse for the oh, word for Morse. Morse. It's Morse yes. code for Morse. See, that's yes. that's, that's, that's that's a lot. 
as he developed th- the score for the show, he would put spoilers in the rhythms uh, <laughs> oh, for the show. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, Austra- Australian composer. Very nerdy. Um, De- definitely not he- make me want to watch this series. It's like a, b- a boring BBC <laughs> series <laughs> that I would, yeah. I would never watch i think it would if like my parents i could see myself like visiting my parents and they would like have this on and me being on my phone the whole time or falling asleep while this show is on but go ahead yeah no i mean i i definitely you know won't watch the show but i love that like that immediately is going on like a playlist for me um like a personal like you said drive around listen to score playlist into it and i this uh, this composer seems like a like a like a one of the big Australian composers kind of in like the minimalist uh vein and uh yeah I like it but pretty it's... bright guy he sounds like too very clever Morse on Morse yeah Barrington I think it's called Flang I think his name is Flang Flang okay I tried finding a couple different pronunciations but so go ahead Dan I would not have guessed Australian just would have thought I think I said it on the draft episode thought maybe he was like a butler like um... the most British <laughs> Like nothing but I mean I guess he is from England his right. maybe his like uh his genetic background but I thought he would never have left England with that kind of name yeah um yeah this was a little throwaway for me right uh, but nice I guess yeah I don't to, yeah toss I it in the trash it, it has the vibe I kind of thought it would just by the title like. Like you know, yeah, very pipe. Yeah, very proper. Uh, boring, yeah, boring, boring. BBC is pretty good. Um, boring BC. Um, I'd say it's a pretty pure mood. Boring before Christ, right? Should we do this with each song we talk about? Like, is it a pure mood? I don't I think. think it's I don't a- think it is. I think it's. I think it's too. Well, oh, okay. This is like. There's a few other songs. I kind of maybe did a, sim- a similar thing to Brandon now that I think of it, but not intentionally. These more like 90s soundtracky, serious sounding pieces, I ranked lower. Did not want to be in that kind of mood. That does not appeal to me. For, for the most part, I did as well. For the most part. Yeah. Right. Whereas for me, they all were in my like top personal rankings, but got brought a lot down because even though I find them to be a pure mood, I don't find them to be in the vein of the pure mood of this compilation. Right. Right. So, yep. That's. Do you think we inspected Inspector Morse enough, or should we? I think we gave it plenty of time. But yeah. I also, I just also want to remember. Glasses. I also just want to monocles. remember tallying, we had our monocles. Yes. Tallying the points as I go too. Okay. Just just to keep track of in case there's any weird discrepancies with how they get eliminated versus how many points they get. Because that can be different. Remember, we figured that out the last time yeah. with the Prince thing. Very important um, in our, our current political cr- climate that you yeah, to make sure tally the votes okay. correctly, Yeah, double check, recount. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, you're number 16. Okay. Number 16 for Danny is theme from Twin Peaks. Fire Walk With Me. Whoa. Angelo Padelamenti. Number 16. <laughs> um, okay. So, two, yeah, Inspector Morse and Twin Peaks is number 16. So, Dave, you're number 16. An- another Italian composer who gets the scorn of Dan. 
Yeah, Dan, Dan yeah. is just not into the Italian composers. Nah. This is my number 16. Stick to the, uh, stick to the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> and the mob hits. Okay, yeah. The music's not for you guys. Nah. Um, number 16 for me is Chariots of Fire. Speaking of fire, Chariots of Fire. By Vangelis. By Vangelis. Um, by Vangelis. <laughs> uh, actually, that is my number 15. Oh. Chariots of Fire. Wow. I think you guys are going to be pissed about this one. I, just, <laughs> I, just, I know you guys. I could feel it. You're going to be pissed about this one. Oh, this you're, you're 15? Next, yeah. Uh-oh. Number 15 for Danny is Brian Eno, Another Green World. Oh. No, I'm not pissed. Okay. I'm not pissed. It's a minute and a half long. It's it's short, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's shorty. It's 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 shorty. That's the one for me. Uh, that was like number 20 just because I had nothing to analyze. But then I listened to it again. I was like, you know what? I like this a little more than I thought. So now I moved up to 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dave, 15. 15 for me is tubular bells. <laughs> <laughs> the sound um, of tubular bells. Mike Oldfield. By the, Mike Oldfield. Part one. Yeah. Well, not yeah. even part one. Well, it's yeah, the sorry, opening part, excerpt no, of part one. Yeah, part one opening excerpt. Yeah. Not it's the, the opening. one. It's the opening excerpsist. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, and then it's theme from the mission for me. By Ennio. Angel Marcon. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. Angel Marcon. I'm sorry. I had it. What? No, I, that's, oh, that, what? that's correct. No, that is correct. It is theme from the mission. Okay. Ennio? Final, final answer. <laughs> Yeah. Um, does that mean? Okay. No, Dave hasn't done that one yet. Okay. Okay. Are you Are you so, ready, Brandon? Can we move on? Yes, Dan. You're number fourteen. Number fourteen for Danny is a song that we will be talking about. What is it? Tubular, Tubular Bells, Bells. <laughs> by, by Mike Oldfield. <laughs> Excellent. There we go. Now. My question at first, is that a tubular bell or is that a piano? Those are the bells. Those are the bells? Right. Are there actual yes. tubular bells on this track? I think there are. Brandon, can, eventually. You make, can you make the track a little louder? Just a little bit? Sorry. Hmm. Hmm. Well, this is the theme from The Exorcist, as Brandon hinted at. Um, so it's obviously deviating towards a more creepier mood at oh first at least god on the zoom brandon's head is turned completely around ah! Ah! <laughs> oh no. now it's back okay okay cool <laughs> full 360 um anderson cooper i i had never listened to the whole song did not know about like the bass and the guitar that comes in later yeah pretty cool yeah it's yeah well, I, and this, and that, the hits. Speaking like the, of pure moods, like, this is maybe, if I'm talking about purity, it's the most, like, mood shifty. Yeah, big time. Because it yeah. starts out so creepy, and then it turns into, like... Like a 1960s, like Yeah, a, like a groovy, like, yeah. stone, like, um, like Pink Floyd yeah. Um, yeah. vibe. 
We should get to that part. Or, like probably, when the base yeah. comes in, but it kind of reveals itself. Oh, it's actually not what you think it is, which I like. I like that there is like a surprise as you continue to listen to the tubular bells. Yeah. This was whose song? This is my song. So a little bit yeah. about Mike Oldfield is that he was an English. Oh, he still is. He's still alive. <laughs> English musician, multi-instrumentalist, <laughs> but primarily guitarist. And this is his most well-known piece. It's from his debut album, Tubular Bells. And um, in 1971, when he was working on Tubular Bells, it caught the attention of Richard Branson, who agreed to release it on his new label at the time, Virgin Records. Mm-hmm. And this is the same, very same record label that released this compilation. Uh, in the 90s, he did Tubular Bells 2. And um, he experimented with virtual reality and gaming content with his music VR project. And in 2012, he performed the opening ceremony of the 2012 Olympic Games held in London. That's what I have about the artist, Oldfield. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I love this. I love... No, I mean, I, I, I've... I love this, uh, like, again, in a vacuum, outside of the compilation pure moods, pure, pure moods. This is definitely in my top 10. Um, I didn't find, like, a... It's, it's I guess, between 5 and 10. Uh, I just, like, this mood, personally, it wouldn't necessarily go on my pure mood playlist, but I love this piece, and it's just, it's just a vibe killer for the pure mood that I feel like the compilation is trying to set. That's, that's why I put it last. I will, and sorry to do this, but you're saying pure mood, and the compilation's called Pure Moods. <laughs> I think you're focused on one mood, and I think it's okay there's different moods. But there shouldn't be in one song. Right. I yeah. I agree with that. If Yeah. Like, going versus what you're saying, it's pretty strong. It's, it's a good point to put it last, because it shifts moods. Yeah. It's a mood swing. This song is a complete mood swing. Um, yeah, yeah. Here, well, the, there's the there's other guitar is yeah, cool. That's his yeah. primary the, instrument. The guitar the is so cool. There there are other aspects as to why that again I want to kind of wait until more things are revealed. More things to are get revealed. Into. You wanna, um, we have to go like how we have to go further in the song to get different moods revealed. We have to go further in this episode to get your process revealed and oh uh, yeah like reasonings. this thing now. Yeah, triumphant. Um. Optimistic? <laughs> tubular? Dude, tubular. 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 We're just coming he, up on the end of the song right here. So he's super influential to like Valley Girls and Surfer. <laughs> surfer <laughs> yeah. Talks. Totally surfer tubular. Yeah. Bells, yeah, brother, bells. <laughs> <laughs> bells, brother, bells. Oh, is that Oldfield, bro? <laughs> oh, that's <Tubular>. Oldfield. <laughs> oh, gag me with a bell. <laughs> Oldfield, uh, righteous, righteous. <laughs> All right, is it my turn? Yes, it is well, your where turn. Where are we at now? Number 14. 14? Let's talk about Enjo Marconi with theme from the mission 
theme from the mission. Oh, Brandon, you ranked that already? I did. That was this round as well. Ah, okay. Ah, yes. Take me to church. Da, da, da. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so this is my number four on my personal ranking. Wow. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, is, Brandon. I'm sorry. Where was tubular bells for you? Uh, between five oh. and ten. Okay. Oh, okay. So, or between six and ten, I guess. Um, yeah, Ennio Morricone is one of my all-time favorite composers. Uh, I, Cinema Paradiso was on our soundtracks episode. This is one of his most famous pieces. Um, I haven't seen this movie. Uh, Robert De Niro is in it, and uh, I forget who the other one is. But Jeremy Irons, yeah, I'd, maybe. Uh, but I, yeah, as a, as like a piece of music, I, I love this so much. But it's and it's a the mood is pure, but it's not successful. And it it would have been even lower in terms of successful mood, but I like it so much. So there that came that comes with my average, like you know, of where these things kind of pan out to be. This is kind of similar to Tubular Bells in the sense that a little mood swingy as well has like this serene. Um, Aria It's not Aria in the air It's Aria on the ground It feels grounded and <laughs> yes, very yeah. earthy. earthy Very earthy But yeah. then it kind of gets into this like adventure film soundtrack Part as we're hearing yep. right now Like I don't know I can see it being in like a Some kind of adventure film Like Jungle to Jungle or something <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the adventure film. You, 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 <laughs> jungle to Jungle, Tim Allen, <laughs> or like Last of the Mohicans. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. would never I get those be in Jungle confused. to Jungle. I get those two confused. <laughs> it could be. It could be in Jungle to Jungle. It could totally be in Jungle to Jungle. I don't think so. Um, I do want to. I just want to real quick. <laughs> I want to bump. I want to bump my previous ones down. This is five. Inspector Morse was six, which makes two of your bells seven through ten. Anyway. Okay. Um, okay. So here, so here's the first time we can talk about this. The, the other thing that was missing from. Is like the the world music, uh, element on on a lot of the, some of that other stuff is what also like takes it away. This has more of a world music this element. Has, yeah. So yeah. that's also partly why it's in this middle grouping, whereas. And we'll talk about the song because they haven't been eliminated. But yeah, this is this is makes complete sense to get eliminated uh, third. Um, but I, I I I it's I like it a lot. I did like the end of it just now. Where like listening to it, I don't even know if I got that far. Um, <laughs> that was really beautiful. But yeah, yeah mo- most of it is just uh, that was. Just, there's other moods I'm going to cling to, but it, it, this was pretty. Um, a little Fucking throw, a little, a little a little throw. <laughs> <laughs> A little throw, a little throwaway for me. I'm not really gonna. I, I'm not gonna remember this one. I would never throw away a piece of music composed by Enzo Marconi. You'd have to be insane to say such <laughs> blasphemy. Um, but yeah, I think it's aight. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I really, I really do like it. It's just, it doesn't. Like, I don't like when it strays away into the jungle to jungle part as much. I wish it maintained that original religious choral 
salt salt of the earth vibe like that's what really hit me so it kind of loses me and then gets me back so a little bit of a pull and uh push and pull or pull and whatever but it's pulling me in different directions mood wise you drafted um, this one dave i did not that was brandon it's right that's me yeah yep yep uh okay but okay. yeah yeah so i would i would see this is a piece that would make me want to watch the movie more than inspector morse okay yeah yep i see that um so this one for me uh is another green world um and it's yeah just another green penalty for time pretty much oh too short but brian eno that's your number 13 brandon that's my number 13 okay number 13 for danny is deep forest sweet lullaby okay Number 13 for me is Songbird by Kenny G. Okay. Um, all right. This is So things start to get really tough, I think, for me now. The next is Chi Mai by Ennio Mor- Morricone. That's your number 12. Yes. Okay. It's Brandon's 12. Danny's 12, I I'm not positive if we're going to start talking about this one. Maybe not. Uh, is praise only you? Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Where, okay. where, are we, where are we at now? Twelve. Yeah. yeah, twelve. Wow. We haven't talked about that many songs. We're at number twelve. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're at a certain point. We'll just start talking every every you know yeah, yeah every, every person. Reveal. But that means we're pretty diverse. We're a pretty diverse body of thoughts and thinkers. Yeah. Um. Number 12 for me is a song I don't think has been mentioned yet. Oxygen Part 4. Wow. By Jean Michel. Jean, what's his name? Jean Michel Jarry. Jar. Jean Michel Jarry. Okay, so now we're going to be talking about one Praise Only You. It's Brandon's number 11. Yeah. Only You. So, which version? So, let's, so we're going to play these two versions here. Bands. We should do that. DBPS5 will be talking about this song. Yes. Yes. Do you want to say your piece first, DBP? Yeah, let DBPS5 go first. I May is a composition by Ennio Morricone written in 1971. The song reached number two on the UK singles chart in 1981. Mm. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> oh, I never knew that about that group praise. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Thanks for your Here's input. the first. Yeah. Thank you, DVP. <laughs> All right. Enjoy editing. <laughs> All right. So this is the like the the track, right? The like the actual track from yeah. the album, I believe. Right. So for the listeners, we were not sure because this was not on Spotify. Yeah. It's. This is a very hard track to track down, apparently. Uh, yeah. And I said earlier, I don't know if I said it on the podcast yet or not, that I will make it my personal crusade to upload the correct version. I'm going to buy the Pure <laughs> Moods 1994 disc and upload the, the right track on YouTube so the public knows there's no more controversy and then that possibly I will change my rating I don't know if we can do that but I just I ranked it so low because I, I don't know which one's what 
Yeah, I'm gonna go a little forward in this version right now. Yeah, this this version is is a little bit more oh, open and yeah. yeah, I I'm a lot more into the other version. Me too. Yeah. Let's click on the other version here. My like this is is based on is this version. Praise. Me too, but with a penalty, and I'll explain why okay. after. It's from Top of the Pops. Okay, check this out. Now this is. This is like, um, we haven't talked about any of their songs yet, but this is very Enigma. Yes. Yeah. Shadeness. <laughs> very massage parlor. Yeah. This is like a mood you would run into staying on vacation during. <laughs> <laughs> on vacation? Yeah. On vacation? So I will say, if this was a studio version and it was this version much higher ranking it would yeah. get much yeah, higher this is very fifth element this song oh yeah like yep. uh that performance it reminded me of that yeah the blue uh woman yep yeah um yeah it's like central but also spiritual it's like th there's a few songs that kind of have this like religious nature but also this sexual nature and it's just like equally as potent yeah. like it's just in the air of the song and um something else i wanted to point out was that guitar acoustic guitar licks pretty prevalent in this song maybe the other version more so mm -hmm. and that's a, that keeps coming up a lot too on this compilation this acoustic guitar licking yeah, yeah a lot of licking Lots of licks. 40 licks. Like the stones. Um, I think it's a, I, I think it's a sample of Marvin Gaye. Get up, get up from sexual healing. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. I, th I, th I think so. I don't know. I mean, I don't know shit about this song. <laughs> yeah, it's the UPS uh, 5 nothing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we can't confidently say this is the right version, so I think that's why we're all penalizing it. Yeah, um, unfortunately. A little bit, because this is a great vibe. Um, my, but, my money's on that version being the right one, just because they're performing it live. Yeah, and it fits in more of what we've heard, what, what we hear on the compilation in other songs. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I... <laughs> Damn. There's a funny YouTube comment on that video. Davy's <laughs> uh, YouTube corner. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Because the person who uploaded it, uploaded it, I think was involved with the release of that song. Um, sorry, it's got to pull Wait, up Is it what quick. Brandon's sharing? Can you see it? Oh yeah, yeah. Go up to the top, Brandon. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, so, so it was uploaded. Who is, is who? Andros Giorgio. Andros Giorgio. He says praise was. Well, look, he says in the description, praise was oh. one of my ideas after I saw an Audi car ad on TV. <laughs> kind of unclear what that means, but go down to the last comment. Right. Adrian Howard says this wasn't your idea, Andros. <laughs> As I understand it from people who were in the group, it was originally a TV ad for Fiat Tempra. The track was produced by Jeff McCormick and Simon Goldenberg. You and Pete Lormier remixed the track, which helped to launch this on main steam, mainstream radio. So <laughs> he, 
I don't know. Arlene's pointing out that yeah, he had something to do with this track. Like he remixed yeah. it and made it popular, but it right, wasn't he's his like, original <laughs> idea. Yeah, she's giving oh him like, a lot of credit, but also taking him down. Yeah, that's really and funny. That comment's from a month ago. This is a current argument from a song that's like twenty or thirty thirty <laughs> yeah. year old song. When did yeah. Andrus upload this? Uh, <laughs> say? I don't know. I don't, it's a current it. argument. I love it. 20, oh, 2016. 2016. Okay. All right. So it wasn't uploaded that long ago, but still 30 year old song. <laughs> That's at, so funny. At least, right? I mean, yeah. 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 I think it's from yeah, 1991. So maybe, right? maybe Andros initially meant like this version, this remix was my idea after seeing the song on an ad and, and he then he misremembered which car it was. Right. That's probably what he intended. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who remixed it and made it popular doesn't know shit yeah. about this song. Yeah. You think it's an Audi? No, it's a Fiat Tempra. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> so good. Um. Yeah. Where are we at now? So that that's mood, I like that mood a lot. I, do I too. love that mood. I, I really, love that mood. I'm entranced by that mood. If we're, it's the yeah. if it's if it's the live version, the top of the yeah, pops we're, we're about to enter some moods that yeah, I really like. Yeah. Uh, so Dan, we need to hear your number eleven. Okay, Dan's number eleven, and I think it's just two of us that have said this one now. Is Ennio Morricone? Dave, is that okay? How I said <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, Chimai. <laughs> Chimai. <laughs> Chimai. Chimai, um, my my Chimai number eleven. <laughs> it's uh Crockett's theme. Crockett's theme. Ah, oh. Crockett's from Miami Vice by Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer. It's too low. By um. MC Jan Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we have our first too low comment of the show. I wanted to make one earlier, but I'll. Yeah, I. But you guys, listen. Well, to be f- your guys' rankings—it's a different thing. I, I like Brandon's yeah. rankings are very different. That's why I'm holding back because his are just based on actual purity of the mood. So it's a different thing. I went I, rogue and just you know based it on what I want to live in. So. I pretty much loved every. I love everything from like 13 down. I'm like really, I really love it. So it's okay. 11, but I still am yeah. really into it. So okay. Yeah, I had. I would I live had a, in this mood uh, in Crockett's theme, but we'll, you know, we'll get to it. <laughs> this this next grouping of songs is really tricky because it's like, this is where that average between mood is up against how much I like it, and it's already been how much I like it. It's already been brought down by its lack of mood, so now it's coming into competition with things that I don't like as much, but are more of the mood. Okay. So you know what I mean? Like it's like so it's in that median range of like where my mental algorithm is conflicting itself. <laughs> yes, I, I so understand. It's, so, so, for example, my number 10 is Sweet Lullaby. Okay. By Deep Forest. Yeah. Um, so that's two of us that have said that one also. Um, mm-hmm. Number 10 for Danny. Um, I feel like you guys hate this one too. It's Ryuchi Sakamoto. Merry Christmas, Mer- Mr. Lawrence. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Merry Christmas. Mr. Lawrence, you're a Grinch. You're a, you're a freaking Scrooge McGrinch. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. <laughs> Joey Lawrence. 
Dave, uh, you're my number, number 10. 10. Ho! That's uh, um, a... Uh, Mr. Uh, Lawrence, Mr. Joey Lawrence on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. ho, ho, ho. Very good. Ho. Okay. Um, 10 for me is Angelo Badalamenti's Fire Walk With Me, which is actually the, Not what it's called. the theme song from Twin right. Peaks. Yeah. What about, oh, it's a winter. Snow. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um All right, Brendan's number 9. Yeah, oh wait, I got to cross this out. Okay, so now I'm going to do and I think we're going to be talking about this one now is The Heart Asks Pleasure First. Yikes. It's about goddamn time. It's too high. It's about it's That's way so too high. high. Too high. It's so man. high cuz I think <laughs> I can see him personally liking it, but I don't know how it fits his pure mood arguments. Well, that's why that's why Sweet Lullaby and this are like nine and ten because like Sweet Lullaby. Well, we'll get to it when we talk about it. But like this one, I like so much, but gets taken down like all the other ones. Yeah. But I like it out of all of the like film scorey pieces. It's my favorite. Listening to it, I um, one of my first thoughts was, ah, I bet Brandon loves this one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. And it got elevated because I watched this movie recently. Like okay. Th- th- this week. Um, That's fair. So this is from the movie The Piano. And this starring- is the first music video song also, I think. Yeah. That, yeah. that we talked about. Yeah. And so this is starring the titular piano. Um, there we go. There it is. An action. Uh, from 92? From 1992, I think? Is that uh, correct? 93, I think. 93, okay. Yeah. Was this your drafted song, Brandon? Yes. Okay. Um, speaking of pure moods, this is the most pure in terms of instrumentation because it's just a plain old acoustic piano. There's no tubular bells. Or synthesizers, or like possessed vocals mm-hmm. uh, played backwards, <laughs> but it's a much more serious mood for me. I think it's a mood that perhaps takes itself too seriously, and I would just be like, if I was hanging out with this mood, I'd be like, all right, like you know, I just wouldn't <laughs> be. In, I just wouldn't be into hanging around this mood. It is very pretty though. That's, I, yeah. I I don't dislike it really but don't care about living in this mood i agree wholeheartedly i mean that's why it was ranked pretty low for me as well it's like one of those things that's like i'm not gonna be in this mood very often i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna want to live here oh dave you're wrong not just piano oh my god i'm sorry it's impure the the second the second half and this is this is where the song gets this is where the second. This is where the so, the song gets even better. Is the second half of the song. Um, We're gonna get swayed by the second half. Yeah, this is this is a. I, I'm I've been listening to this all week. I, I love this piece. Um, and so I was reading about Michael Nyman, who's a really great composer, and it became. So he, at the time, he was like getting into the minimalist vibe of like Philip Glass and Steve Reich and all that. So when you if you listen to the music without the melody, 
it's very much in that vein of like minimalism at the time but he needed a they needed a like a melody because she needs to play the piano in the movie and and holly hunter actually like learned like she was a pianist when she was younger and she played a lot of the stuff like on set to make it look real um and yeah i i i so i really love the melody i think it's a great composition but and so again like this is like to the top of my personal mood playlist but not pure mood enough for this playlist but because i like it so much that's why it went right down between nine and ten so this and sweet lullaby are the inverses of themselves which i'll get into more when we get to deep forest Got yeah, it. I I rank this twenty because I think it's the least. It fit, it fits the least in the compilation, in my opinion. And I also don't gravitate. I just don't really like it as much as the as the other pieces. So I think it's both. You know, I, I just right. And yeah, it's not no, bad. I, I just you know, it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. And um, for the listeners, there is a music video. Like I said, it's predominantly this like self playing piano. Piano, player. most of it. Player piano. Player piano. Yeah, player piano. Sorry. <laughs> you want to know my mood now? Huh? You just want to know my mood now? <laughs> All right, we're <laughs> like halfway through the rankings. Let's do a mood check. What? Uh, yeah, what's, where's everybody's yeah, moods? How, I was excited. Not anymore. <laughs> no, no, I'm still good. But don't. But uh, I can switch quickly with the mood. So. No, um, I knew I knew this was going to I knew like all of the film score stuff was that I drafted was going to get eliminated. And it's just like this particular vibe is like my niche of like film scoring, like strings with piano as the lead. Like that's just my yeah. like all my favorite composers. That's what like the Howard Shore stuff that I love, the Johnny Greenwood stuff, the Morricone stuff, all that is like based around that. Is it a good movie, The Piano? Oh, I, I really, really love this movie. OK, Danny's number nine is Jean-Michel Jean, uh, part four. <laughs> Jenna. Oxygene. part four. Part, part four. four? Mm-hmm. And this is what? Number nine? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yep, that's number nine. Yep. Uh, not... Oh, shit. And that's why we did it. That's why. <laughs> um, Number nine for me, Dave C. Compilated Torso. Uh, Lily Was Here by David A. Stewart uh, featuring Candy Dulfer. Dulfer! <laughs> <laughs> okay, next... Um, next may be my... One of my most controversial things of the show. <laughs> oh, It's or- Orinoco Flow. <gasps> my God. That is oh controversial. Oh my God, that's... I don't even. I'm a, in a Sacrilege. confused mood. I'm in a <laughs> m- misunderstood. No, I wouldn't be misunderstood, Brandon. <laughs> Never mind. All right, you've got some explaining to do, Brandon. You remind me of Lucy. <laughs> okay, that was number eight, Brandon. Eight. Yeah, eight. Yeah. Yep. Okay, number eight for Danny. We get to talk about a new one. Uh, no surprise here. I ranked this one a lot higher than you guys. Vangelis, Chariots of Fire. Ooh, Danny's favorite composition. Yeah, Danny's favorite song. <laughs> From 80, whatever year it is. Yeah. 82. This was a Dave or drafted 81. song, I believe. Davey, yeah, Davey. Yeah. Did yeah. It. Davey did it. Haven't gotten any of the songs I drafted, so it just shows you how good of a fucking draft I had. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
so let me look, just let me look at my notes, okay? <laughs> um, Vangelis, just a little background about the artist off the top, is that he he is a Greek keyboard lord who did many <laughs> film scores, including I think most notably, in my opinion, Blade Runner. Ah, yeah, great uh, one, great score. And also, like Mike Oldfield worked with John Anderson of Yes. He had a duo with them, with him. He would do the music and Johnny would sing over the music. And in 1981, he composed this piece, Chariots of Fire, and won the Academy Award Best Original uh, Score for the score of the movie and the soundtrack simple, sorry, the the soundtrack single made it to the number one position on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. And also like Mike Oldfield, it was used as background music at the London 2012 Olympics winner's medal presentation ceremony. So two composers that had much to do with the music of London's 2012 Olympics, and they both worked with John Anderson. So what's going on with these two, Mike Oldfield and Vangelis? I'm sure they got a, a lot to dish about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they talk about the yeah. Olympic, Olympic Village. <laughs> I think this was my highest ranked of like the movie score okay. type songs. Looking at my list, I'm pretty sure that's, that's what I did. Yeah, I mean, this one just, this is a mood I love, a mood I would love to live in. Very uplifting, very happy. And it's that with a mix of like 80s technology and synth. Right. Like, I love the combination of both so much. The yeah, I love state all of that. the arts production. Um, and the, um, the video, it's, you know, clips from the movie again, uh, Chariots of Fire, which I think won Best Picture also. Oh, did it? I don't know. I I think. I think it did. Um, but then it shows, I guess, is Vangelis just one guy? Vangelis is a man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, It just shows clips of him on the different instruments, uh, mostly piano. Um, Right. (laughs) But it shows him messing with like the synths and stuff. And it's like, I really, (laughs) I like this video. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get a look at him and mastering his, his craft, like looking at the film while scoring it at the same time. I, I really like it. <laughs> yeah. He's playing, I think, on a grand piano, but he mm-hmm. also looks grand in terms of what he's wearing and yeah. how he's performing. He looks regal. He looks grand and regal. Um, never seen the movie. Kind of a spoiler. So I hate watching the video for that reason because it's spoiling so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I always think of like, I always think of this Olympic medalist celebrating in slow motion. Like the piece yeah. feels like it's it, it playing out in slow motion. Um, and I think of like, you know, um, pride for your country, waving around your country's flag in a tracksuit. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of adhering to that synthesized orchestrated vibe we will hear more of as the songs get revealed. Like this is, this is definitely in the similar family, I think to Jan Ammer and Jean-Michel Jari. 
Um, but it's like it's a little. The tone is a little bit different. This is like more a lifted mood. It's not These like pro- moody. Pronunciations it's like, are wild. What? <laughs> These pronunciations are just going yeah. flailing. I love it. Yeah, well, this is how we do it. There, there's so many. I love all these European uh, composers. I get to really flex that that great pronunciation muscle. I've yeah, I've uh, developed. I don't um, think we've said any any name correctly yet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Kenny J. <Je. laughs> but um, Kine. <laughs> Kine Je. Um, no, but I think this is like it, it's an outlier in terms of mood. It's just like way more like your mom's crying because she's so proud of your athletic athleticism than just like vibing out. You know what I mean? Like it's just way more victorious. And stand out. Yeah, it's, a, it's a stand out mood, I think. This is one but of I think the it's things. Pure. I think it's pure. This, it's a pure mood. Uh, it's one of the things I just wish I could hear without like so much previous history. Right, but also yeah. at the same time, only listening to the whole thing like maybe three times in my life and purely for this podcast. Like I've never, you know what I mean? I've never like purposely right. listened to this song. Uh, it just happened to me. It happened at me many times in life, you know, yeah. from various parodies and montages yeah. at the Oscars. Totally, totally. But aside from us having to listen to it on the show, I've never purposely listened to it. So it's hard to kind of remove just the contextual reaction of like, I don't know if I really care about this, but it probably is so much better than I'm giving it credit for. But it's hard for me to remove my uh, predisposed bias. Yeah, I agree. It's a very like I know this as a parody more than I know it as like a serious piece of music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's like it's in my wheelhouse of '80s synthesizer, cool soundtracky things that I. Yeah. I really dig it. I'm like, I'm feeling it. And I like Vangelis's other work a lot too. Of what I heard. Yeah. Me too. The, the theme. And so it, that's that, why that, I know that it's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That piece from Blade Runner is one of the coolest things oh, yeah. ever. The end song. Yeah. Oh my god. Vanji. Vanji. <laughs> Vanji. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, like the scene in um in Vacation when they arrive at Wally World, they play. Yeah, the, they yeah. play this. <laughs> they play this. Yeah. yeah. That like, was contemporary to this movie too. Yeah, like, not that long few after. Years after, yeah, right? A year after. They like run toward the entrance in slow motion with this. They already know yeah. the effectiveness of the joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder if that's like the first joke of the song. Maybe. Could be. That movie. Could be. All right. Well, Dave, we need your number eight. Um, how much are you going to give me for it? Eight. <laughs> eight. How much eight you got? Eight. eight. You got eight? <laughs> yeah. I'll give you eight for eight. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about it. I know you guys have a lot of negative things to say about this track that I below that was beloved for me. It's Aria on Air. Oh my god, that was my number twenty. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, my nineteen. Definitely, easily my least favorite. Whoa, I can't believe that. It's just like too weird. I, I don't know. Let's play it. This I I mean I love this, and I would even rank it more if I thought it was more moody. I did kind of drop it a few points because of. Being, it being an outlier sound. It's just coming at you too hard for me. It's just too abrasive. It's like, yo, yeah. chill. Chill, and chill. It's cool, though. 
And I love no, I like it a lot. It's like the, a mo the moods are too conflicting for me. They're too conflicting. It's I very know, manic. I, yeah, it's it's like a um, bipolar pilot. I, I I was gonna say I I don't know if I'd feel completely safe on a plane that had this mood. <laughs> yeah, from I wouldn't British, trust this pilot. British Airways commercial. Um, was this also a DPS Five song? No, it's mine. Yeah, oh, I can tell oh, okay. you a little bit about Malcolm okay. McLaren. Very cool, important music figure. He was a like uh, Renaissance man. He kind of came first came to notice because he he was a man behind the Sex Pistols, and he also managed the New York Dolls. And he he had a shop called Sex, a boutique fashion shop called Sex, and all the like original punk people would shop there. It's like a, the original punk look pretty much came from this this boutique shop he had called Sex. And it was his idea to get Johnny Rotten in the group. Anyway, going past that, he ended up um, like being a new wave manager. He managed Adam and the Ants and uh, Bow Wow Wow. And he has a very cool world music and electronic album called Duck Rock that used a lot of early samples, it's like early samples, kind of hip hop, new wave fusion record. Highly recommend it, it's very cool. So, I just dig his 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 uh, sensibility. I think this is a very cool merging of like opera and weird synthy. Sounds. I love the vibe of everything except the vocals. And for the mood, oh, it's I just love that it's just part. they just come at me too hard. I'm the same as Brandon. Like I, I would have liked a different music for this vocal or different vocals for this music, but it. <laughs> I think that's what makes it so stand out, though. Like, you, you don't really hear anything like that. It kind of reminds me of, um, like, Cocteau Twins, but a little, like, way more energy, or, like, Cocteau yeah. Twins on on a different drug. Yeah. Like, sped up. Like, a lot of a lot of Java in them. Very manic energy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very into this track. And, um, I think Yanni had something to do with this song. But oh, really? I saw that he was a producer on um, on Discogs, but I'm it's kind of unclear what his involvement is. There's not like a Wikipedia hmm. site just for this song. It also reminds me of Vampire Weekends, the, the album uh, Modern Vampires in the City. And it's also a little surprising to me that it's not um, the theme for Virgin Airlines. <laughs> Since this is the... Yeah. Uh, Richard Branson Virgin Records compilation. It sounds like uh, Let's Hear It For The Boy right there. Yeah. Oh, yep. The reference. Same exact bass riff. It, it almost sounds like it would mm -hmm. be good for Spirit Airlines. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, this part's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, because there's no vocals here. Cool. Again, cool. I don't think I got this far. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Definitely Danny not revealing this process. Of, definitely not a pure mood in the sense of everything else going on in this compilation. It was yeah, outlier it's just mood. The, the vocal threw me off. I I, it, I like it otherwise. Um, it just I don't know. I'm with Brandon, it was a little too harsh or something. Like it. Yeah, it's, it just comes at you a little too harsh. Harsh, mellow. harsh, harsh mellow. mellow. Yeah. Harsh mood. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Damn. Cool. It's cool.
Like even but, you doing so, it made me like tingle inside because I was like, oh, we're listening to this song again. I'm <laughs> I'm so excited, ecstatic. Um, but listening back just now, maybe maybe I'm a little too harsh because yeah, there are some elements of it I do I do definitely like. On a different day, yeah, maybe it'd be a little higher. <laughs> well, fuck me. I wish we recorded on a different day then. <laughs> <laughs> different mood. <laughs> different day, different mood. Um. My number seven, now this is where, so I can't wait until we're done and then I say what my actual ranking of these songs are, but <laughs> I'll say that it's not what it, I, I am still adhering to the albums, my self-imposed pure moods uh, thing. So for here, number seven is Crockett's theme. Okay. Did Dave say that one already? I Dave did. did say that. Okay, then uh, we are about to talk about it. Number seven for Danny is also Jan Hopper. Crockett's, Crockett's wow. theme. This is cool as fuck. I like Crockett. It. I like this a lot. I like it a shit ton a lot too. Yeah, this is really great. Yeah. Um, I so also drafted this song. This is Jan Hammer, who is a Czech American composer and keyboardist. He gained some uh, notoriety playing keyboards for the Mahavishnu uh, Orchestra in the 70s, but he's mainly known as a film and TV composer. This is his most popular composition um, or score work for Miami Vice. Crockett uh, is a character that Don Johnson plays in the show, Miami Vice, Sonny Crockett. And uh, the Miami, the Miami Vice theme hit number one, but this song um, was in GTA Vice City, uh, so I'm very familiar with it. I drove around many a times, <laughs> uh, virtually, listening to this track. But this is yeah, um, I mean it's yeah, it's, go ahead. it's it's great. It's uh, it's a great mood. Yeah. Um, it actually got vaulted up by how much I like it because I think it's on the tail end of the vibe of the mood that I'm perceiving, but it gets elevated by my enjoyment of it. Yeah, it's more rocking than the previous, like, or I wrote this wrong because I was like going. Anyway, it's more rocking right. than other songs on this compilation. Right. More, there's, a, there's a prevalent shredding guitar. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with Brandon. It's like a little... There's elements that are very pure moods, and there's elements that are like this its own thing. It's more modern and like 80s, sleek, cool than some of these other yeah. songs. Yeah. yeah. It feels like Terminator. There's no, spirit, there's no spirituality part of it. And, but um, I love it though. What's up? I just said I love it. I love it too. Like this is this is a cool mood to be in. Like get ready, put on some great fresh clothes, and go out for a drive. And like you don't know, like maybe something will happen tonight because you got some this great mood piece putting you in a good emotional mood. And there's a coke cane like. <laughs> There's some kind of cocaine, cocaine-like quality to it. 
<laughs> this is 80s, I guess. I don't know. Miami. It's, yeah. It's Miami. It's 80s. It's, yeah. All anything else? I like doing that with the instrumentals, you know. Adding words. your own lyrics? Yeah, Sing yeah. The lyrics, yeah. Crockett. It's theme, it's not. <laughs> um, I'm undercover. <laughs> and are they undercover or no? I don't know. I'm a plane's... So. Cl- Playing clothes, I mean, they do, wearing They do in cop. the movie. They do in the Michael Mann movie. Oh, there you go. Michael Mann. He also did the show. Yeah, he did like the pilot, right? Yeah, it's his show, I think. I think Mike, he invented yeah, the show. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he like, yeah, he invented the show, but I don't know. Yeah, he, um. Mike Mann. I don't know how much he directed. Uh. Okay, so that was Dan's number seven to close that out. Yeah, so now we need Dave's number seven. Seven? All right. Um, what is my number seven? My number seven is, let's talk about it, Another Green World. All right, this is the first let's, Danny song we're talking about. By Brian. Hashtag bald icon. <laughs> Let, Let it run. Let me hear this song. All right. It like, it creeps in. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's very short. Um, so this is Another Green World from Brian Eno's third studio album, also called Another Green World in 1975. Um, he's credited as just Eno on the album. Um, Phil Collins plays drums on this album. Yeah. Uh, not this song. Um so the Wikipedia, I was like listing for all my tracks. I have the listed Wikipedia genres. Uh, right. For the album, it, it's art rock, ambient, art pop, electronic pop, ambient pop, minimalist, and avant pop. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd say that all those things could, you know, describe this song, right? Um, and mm-hmm. what it's going for. It's on a. Um, I have a lot of facts more about the album than the song. The song is just pretty short. Um, the Pitchfork, it's on the Pitchfork list of greatest albums of the 70s. It's actually number 10. Um, number 429 in the Rolling Stone 500 greatest albums list. So it's definitely celebrated. Um, only five of the 14 tracks on this album have lyrics. So this is one of the ones that doesn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, generally, like in terms of like, I was reading some reviews of this, um, like the album and the songs on it. Like it's, it's experimental yet like really accessible. Um, that's like typically like a lot of the reviews I saw kind of talking about this, like with, um, you know, how his approach to this album. Um, and like, it's kind of, it's like very different from what he's doing previous to this. Also, this album is kind of like a very different thing for him. Um, this is the final song on side one and it's credited to, it's only credited to Brian Eno on this one. He's on Desert Guitars, uh, Far nice. Farfisa Organ, and Piano. Just those instruments for what we just heard. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, I love Brian Eno. Uh, I love this album. This is definitely... This is when he does... He's transitioning into ambience. Like His first two albums are like very art-pop kind of like kooky sounding vocals and this is like a more serious 
laid back tone. And then he kind of migrates even more further into his di- di- direction as the years go on. But um, I love it. It's like a lovely reset. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a cool song to put on, like in terms of like it's the, the last song on the compilation. I think right. it's a cool spot for it because yeah, it does. So it Definitely. feels like a wa- like a nice little clean wash over of positivity. It's like it feels like when you're waking up and like the birds are out and there's a pretty sunrise going on. Um and uh it's very short. It kind of and it even is like feels shorter because it's like it, it um volume swells and then and yeah. then and then uh fades out. Mm-hmm. For only a, a minute and a half song, but very into it. Um, have nothing but positive things to say about my my bold icon king, <laughs> Brian Eno. Uh, yeah, same. I mean, I love this album. Love this vibe. It's like, it's such a good mood. Yeah. Um, that it gets elevated. Very pure. Even you know, like basically, like it doesn't. Like it, it's on the, I would say for me on the the border of thematically re- like in tune with other stuff, and it's short, so it gets those two penalties. But I like it so much that it gets elevated. Um, all right, well, moving on to number six, uh, we're gonna talk about it. Oxygen, part four. Yes, by Jean Michael Jari. Yeah, Dave, Dave had this one a lot lower than me and Brandon, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I, had I love his piece too. I, I mean, I I loved it all. I love a, a lot of these things. Can't maybe I would flip it and make it ranked a little higher um, in retrospect, but yeah. So it is. I it actually, is. an earlier on in my initial ranking, before I, well, I guess I'll kind of. I need to wait until the end to fully say what I was going to say. But this was lower for me. Because I was like, this is way too far out of the mood of the pure moods that I'm looking for, or at least what I'm perceiving. But it actually fits a lot more than I thought it would, and I like it so much. Yeah. Because uh, this is another piece that I'm familiar with outside of this context. Uh, Jean-Michel Jarre is a... He's a synth master. Uh, he was always on the forefront of like getting the most innovative and newest technology you can see in this video he's surrounded by synths and modular synths and and stuff this is particularly played on uh something called the vs or the vcs 3 which was this like crazy analog synthesizer that was like a modular hybrid um and uh yeah dave this reminds me of like yay sayer you know like that like worldy synth vibe um yeah i just and he's a great composer like really great melodies great stuff um so yeah i love i love this a lot yeah i definitely put this in the jan ammer um section similar vibe but i'm reading now this is i think pretty much way well older than jan ammer this came out in 76 whoa yes oh holy crap i would think it was like 81 82 um, no, he was. Yeah, he was always kind of groundbreaking. You can even tell by the video stuff that it's groundbreaking. Like, yeah, for the, for yeah. the time. I, uh, the I, stuff um, that's going I on. wonder why parts one through three didn't make the cut. And I was going to ask you guys if you were familiar with parts one, two, three. Like, is it 
Is it, sh is it shitty? Like, what's going on? Why is four the best? Yeah, it's garbage. No, it's just a lot more meandering than this. Um, it, and it, yeah, it reminds me of Crocus theme, but it's like a little, there's a devious like French slant to it, like more swagger to it. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say, I, I'm glad you keep saying Yonhammer because I was like, no matter what I rank them, these two are going to be next to each other. Yeah. No matter what. And this one above the other one because I like it more. But yeah. But yeah, they're linked, um, you know. They're, they're linked. Yeah. It also doesn't have that natural vibe. It's like completely synthetic, modern sounding. I like the yeah. cool, breathy sounds. Um, and because the song is called Oxygen, I think he wanted to add in like breathing sounds. Right. And I never right. felt that breathing was this fun before the song. It's making me like rethink breathing as an action that we do constantly. It's kind of fun. It can be pretty fun. <laughs> Dan, what do you think um, of Jotty? Yeah, similarly, it's was close to Yanomer. Yanomer. In um <laughs> in my rankings, I think I had Vangelis right in between both. Um, yeah. This yeah, I like the Hammer slightly more, but I love this vibe. I love this mood. I love the video. This video is great. Yeah, the video, video is great. Um, Solid. It's video is really his great. head's floating around in the beginning, and then yeah, it's him playing a dozen different synths. Um, uh, yeah, just really. Yeah, and like the fact that it's what you said mid seventies, so it's like very ahead of its time. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm always going to enjoy like the heavy electronic synth sound and very futuristic sounding stuff. And it's and it's like it's fun. It's like na 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 na. Yeah, it's like not too evil, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's fun. he switch. It starts off thinking that it's going to be evil, but right. then the melody kind of like flips it on you. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of puckish. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> In the video, at the end, it's him playing golf. Um, but instead of a golf ball, he swings and hits, like, the planet Earth. The Earth. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, that's and right. And he, like, he has the power to hit this planet out of orbit. orbit. <laughs> so he's, like, a very dangerous man. He has a lot of power in his hand. So that is impressive. I don't know. I, I like that about him. He's a very powerful man. He could shatter. He could shatter this globe if he wanted to. Wow, a lot of power. A lot of power. Oxygen. Oxygen. Parfois. Uh, <laughs> Danny, number six. Okay, number six for Danny. <coughs> Excuse me. Is the all? You're not excused. You're not excused. The, the orb. orb, little fluffy clouds, little fluffy clouds. All right. Do we talk or no? No, we don't talk. We don't talk. We don't. Nothing talk. to say about it, huh? Nothing to say. Dave, you're number six. Well, I'm going to pull trigger on this song. This might be. This is one I think is going to be. Well, I don't know. We're getting we're getting pretty low, but anyway, it's "Return to Innocence" by Enigma. Okay. Um, all right. So the next category of songs for me are, these are my actual number one and two, but thematically not sound. And so let's talk about it. Twin Peaks. Oh, that's your number five. Uh, 
Yeah, but it's actually my number two. Uh, yeah, let's not get mistaken. This is one of my favorite all-time pieces of music. It's one of my favorite moods. What? But you ranked it number five! I ranked it number five. But it's missing some of the pure mood elements that I needed to make it the most pure. Now, it could... I. It actually, even for mood, may be like number one mood for me because Twin Peaks is like one of the best moods that I want to be in just in time, in terms of that whole universe. Right. Um, now, when I drafted this, I this was like one of the last things I drafted because I th it said on the list that we were originally looking at, Theme from Firewalk With Me, which is a completely different mood and like a much like vibe killer mood like a complete like polar opposite mood polar opposite mood oh, which, wow. so when i was yeah. pleasantly surprised today to see oh it's the it's it's the theme it's you know the falling theme basically uh so it was uh, a nice surprise to be able to listen to this today because it's always a welcome sound in my life yeah this is a i mean i, I obviously I, I love twin peaks like brandon um, this is not my favorite like Angelo Bandolamente thing, but it it's it's a great mood setter. I think it's like this might be the purest I think mood. Um, yeah, I, I that's what I kind of mean. Yeah, I it, think it's like the purest of moods. It's the purest mood because it's like very blissful, very high emotion. It feels like you took a lot of narcotics and you're feeling that um uh chemical reaction to it like is very like high dopamine chemical reaction um life in slow motion vibe kind of like um evangelist but less but more grounded like not as like triumphant yeah. um but yeah i i mean fire walk with me the other song polar opposite very scary sound like jazzy scary. noir thing yeah. which i was like oh that's kind of interesting they're going in this direction because there's a there's a few creepy sounding tracks on this compilation but this is like a whole another level of it and this this makes more sense but yeah. i was i was into their like um goal yeah, I was, I was shocked if it. I was gonna be shocked if it was the the firewalk with me one. Um, Dan, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm clearly not as into this as you guys. I mean, I had this pretty low in my rankings. I, I, I just, I, I haven't watched the show, and I think that's a big part of it. Big part of it, uh, right? So Definitely. I'm just going off of song and nothing else. No vibe association, no mood association, which those things are important when you're, you know, really trying to feel a vibe feel a mood and and rank it appropriately um i like this i don't dislike it it's very nice i, I don't have much to say about it um, um yeah dan uh, i think if yeah. i didn't know the show this would be a song i'm like oh this is pretty nice but I, like i can see the um opening credits as, yeah. it's, as it plays so yeah. it is just transports me to think i'm like i'm about to watch the show that's the reason why I like it so much. Yeah. If, and I, if I didn't ever watch a show, this is like number 19, 18, maybe. Maybe not that low, but it's like probably like a 15, 16 song. Okay, it's one so, of the most, right. it's, it's one of the most perfect, like, uh, mirror relationships of vibe of the show and song where... It's it's like Dave said it's it's you're it's mournful but also uplifting but also you cannot help but think of 
the tragedy behind it, but how everyone else is is reacting to it and like you know gathering around. It's just it's an incredible. It matches in, so well. It's 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 pretty wild when you know you know everything in context. Yep, directed by Dwayne Durham. What's his name? Directed uh, by Diane, Diane Keaton. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's <laughs> Twin Peaks. Ding, ding. And, and that's Twin Peaks. Um, Damn. It's interesting to see some of the. I'm not going to. I won't reveal anything yet, but. Oh, I guess you guys can see too, but the numbers, like the ranking is not going to be what we've talked about, like at the end in terms of score. Um, okay. Oh, so get, you're yeah. not the only one privy to this information now. I like yeah, it. You, you guys can see it as we go. I like it. Um, <laughs> all right, Danny, number, your number five. Finally, some transparency to this, this grading system. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danny's number five is Enigma Shadanus. Whoa. Shadanus. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's that's number sh- five. Were you at five? That's, yep, that's number my, five. That's Danny's five. Yeah, love it. Okay, five for me. Let's, let's discuss um, Sweet Lullaby by Deep Forest. All right, this was a Danny draft. Uh, I forgot that was still on the board. Yeah. All right, so this is another one with discrepancies, so why don't you talk about it, Dan? Yeah, this version, I didn't listen to. It's too fast. It's not real. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, yeah, so this was my draft pick, my final pick, um, second track on the compilation. So this is Sweet Lullaby's the debut single, from Deep Forest debut album, um, Deep Forest, in 1992. They are a French world music group, uh, also considered to be ethnic electronica, is a genre that <laughs> <laughs> was listed, ethnic electronica. Um, so, okay, this song is based around a traditional Begu lullaby from the Solomon Islands called Ruruguela. That's like what they're reciting. And okay. It, and it uses okay. a, but it uses a vocal sample of a woman called Afunakwa singing, originally recorded by ethnomusicologist Hugo Zemp in 1970, and later released by um, UNESCO, it's United Nations something, um, as part of their musical sources collection. So it's a sample of recording by an ethnomusicologist in 1970. Oh, uh, like they're they're. We, they wanted a recording of this, like... Uh, uh, a woman called Afunakwa. They right, recorded like, this woman singing in 1970. It's like a traditional lullaby. They wanted to have a recording I think of it's, it. Dan, I think it's pronounced Aquafina. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> uh, the lyrics refer to a young orphan being comforted by his older brother despite the loss of their parents. Oh. Right. I thought, um, that, I thought that's what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, pretty interesting use of a sample of a recording from 1970. Yeah, in yeah, um, Solomon Islands. Yeah, um, in uh, uh, by Australia. What do you call that part of the world? Oceania, the South Pacific, oh, Oceania, Oceania. Thank you. Um, 
Okay, so there's this version which I didn't listen to. Let's play the music video. Yeah, because we're not sure which one's the right version. Probably the one we just heard. But this is slower, more moodier, I think. Right? Yeah, and like I listened to this just because it was associated with the video. It's slower. I My ranking was based on this one. Would I have ranked it higher with the Deep Forest faster vibe? I, I don't know. Um, I'm not I, sure. Like I said... Like I said, the, re the reason okay. it came in at number 10 for me was because this is the song that unlocked how I was going to rank this, where it was like, it, it deserves for like probably closer to top five in terms of what I perceive as the pure moods sound, but I just don't like it as much. So I would have personally ranked it a lot lower. And I, so that's why it winds up at number 10. I wonder, do you think you're, what you think the purest of moods is is based on what you heard first in the record and the compilation because if you if you hear in order this is very this is track number two and yeah. it's very very complimentary to the mood set from track one return well, yeah. of in, return to innocence yes yeah so and i, I and i do, and yeah. i do think that it's based on also like the genre descriptions i think like it, this has everything that that the whole compilation it's says everything. that it has it's to everything. offer. It's, it's the hip hop world. drums. It's the world. It's yeah. like vocals, but not like completely melodic. Like it's more like right, ambient, right. ethereal. So yes, like thematically, that's what I have always personally identified as the Pure Moods compilation. Yeah, yeah. no, I, it makes sense. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah, it maintains that established spiritual natural mood of Return to in Innocence. Um, kind of has that classic 90s Cinemax porn groove we keep yep. hearing. That's yep. so comforting. It just reminds me of going to sleep by the TV, like watching some softcore porn <laughs> as a young man. Yeah, maybe so, scrambled. As a young boy. Yeah, possibly yeah. scrambled. Uh, <laughs> and there's some cool fluty synths. Yes. And um, I, it does feel like it's like trying to bring you into a... Like, um, command you into a forest, like deeper and deeper into a forest where <laughs> fairies are fairies from Fern Gully, maybe, or yeah. serenading you, and you're just in a cool, mystical other world, the other natural world. <laughs> Very this comforting. One, yeah. yeah, this one feels more anthemic, also. Yeah, you're right, Dan. Yeah. This is this is better than the fast version. You're right. I, well, I didn't listen better. to the fast version, I, really. So I, I wasn't even trying to make that claim. But I think I do like this one a little more, just because uh, you know it's like more sing-along, like happy world yeah. peace kind yeah. of vibe. Um, the video which we're watching now it's directed by Indian director Tarsim Singh, uh, nominated for several awards at the '94 MTV Video Music Awards. Uh, <laughs> the video consists of this little girl riding a tricycle in front of iconic scenes from around the globe. Moscow, Barcelona, New York City, Great Wall of China, uh, and other locations, juxtaposing images from her journey with parallel snippets of nobility performing similar actions. So it's, right. it's a true world music uh, video. It's very good. I, I thought, I mean, I didn't read any description. I thought it was like the theme, the theme of the video I thought might have been people from all over people from all around the world striking similar poses <laughs> yeah like no matter where you're from on this planet we all vogue the same <laughs> so we are like connected by the vogue right yeah yeah, 
Yeah. Um, there's a really nice moment at the end where, like, a woman sings that this melody a cappella to right. the like, the girl who was who's been biking around the globe. Yeah. Very similar aesthetic to black or black or white. Oh, the video. For yeah. Sure. yeah, 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 definitely. Dave put that in just now. Yeah. Yep. That was your number five, Dave. Yes, sir. Okay. I thought I thought it was yeah very 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 pure. Well, speaking of pure, this is my number four, but it's really my number one. <laughs> and I, I hate see I hate doing this, but I have to stay consistent with my ranking. It's Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Yeah. I saw I knew it I knew it. Um I knew you'd be your number one, but we'd have to rank it four based on your explanation <laughs> from for Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yep. We talking about it, but now? we can't talk about it yet. Nope. Oh. So Dan, that's weird. You're number four. It's uh, very weird. Okay. Um, number <laughs> number four for Danny is David A. Stewart featuring Candy Delfer. Lily was here. Oh my god! Hell yeah! Get this. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah! Yeah, this is a, this is a good piece. Are we playing it? Yeah, we're playing it. Oh my gosh, I, I ranked it much higher than you guys did. <laughs> yeah, I ranked I, it. What did I rank it as? I love this thing. I love this. Really? I ranked it nine. Okay. I want. I it's number four. This is could be one in a different day for me. I love this piece. I. You'll see with what with what happens. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's this smooth jazz vibe. I'm obsessed with it. Um, <laughs> was this? Um, hold on. Oh, this is my song. I drafted this too. Okay. Um, so, and plus the video, Dave Stewart's look in this video. <laughs> yeah, it's very legendary. I definitely just remember hearing this in the car uh, with my mom. I think there is a nostalgia thing, like a CD 101.9. Definitely played on know, there. Yeah, yeah you know, yep. I, think, I think that's a part of it too, why I love this so much. Um, so, instrumental duet by David A. Stewart, English musician from Eurythmics, and Dutch saxophonist Candy Dulfer. Oh, she's Dutch. She's Dutch. Freaky oh. deaky Dutch. Um, <laughs> released as a single in November 1989 from the soundtrack of the same name for the Dutch movie De Cassier, also known by the English title Lily Was Here. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, it hit number one in the Netherlands, you know, because Candy is Dutch. Uh. Um, David A. I, Stewart. Go ahead, Dave. I thought the movie was called The Girl with the Elephant Tattoo. <laughs> because in the music <laughs> video, there's a there's a girl at the club that uh, Candy and Dave are, are playing at. It's just a jazz club. And she has an elephant tattoo on it. And she's really digging the sounds of Candy and Dave. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, Dave Stewart, he invited Candy, who had not previously released any of her material, to play the saxophone on this instrumental. So she oh. was like brand new at, the, at this time. In, wow. It's like introducing, introducing. Candy, Candy Duffler. Her yep. name should have been Lily. <laughs> yeah, it should have been. Lily is here. <laughs> oh, true. Um, Candy's here, too. So the success of this song encouraged Dulfer to compose music for her own album, which she titled Sexuality. 
That's her That's album. That's how you do it. That's <laughs> how you do it. Sexuality. She's also collaborated with Prince before. They maybe you're aware of that. Did, no, I wasn't aware of that. She's collaborated with Prince. She was on his musicology tour in 2004. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Maybe yeah. I know her then. Um, yes. <laughs> Wikipedia calls it smooth <laughs> jazz. Um, it's also um, on uh, Brandon's favorite record label. It's called Anxious Records. <laughs> um, but yeah, then there's this video, the two of them playing live with their band in like this bar, um, and clips from the movie also played throughout uh, the video. Um, and Dave, he's looking just kind of sleazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I currently I'm I'm dressing a little bit like Dave Stewart. I got a nice black wig on and some sunglasses. I originally was wearing the sunglasses because I was hungover today, but I decided to convert it into uh, my David Stewart um, uh, homage, personal homage to him. <laughs> From one David to the other. Uh, Brandon, From one not, David A to the other. You're not that into this one, Brandon? Uh, so, uh, Dave, Dave can probably point out the thing that, that is turning me off the most. The saxophone. No. What is it's, it? It's the production of the acoustic guitar. The acoustic guitar sounds so terrible. It's like an electric oh, really? acoustic guitar. It should have been a nylon guitar. It would have sounded nicer. Um, it just really turns me off. The saxophone does kind of take me out of the pure mood sound of it, but I don't. It, I don't mind it as much as I can't stand the sound of the acoustic guitar. Oh, that's interesting. I don't want to hear riffs on an acoustic guitar ever. Oh right, I like it. I like it because it's it's. If it was a nylon, like a classical guitar, right. it would have been so much more effective. But that, like, it just sounds like stupid. Like the reason why I like it, Brandon, is because it's not the um, unplugged vibe. It's like a pretty modern groove. It's very plugged. <laughs> yeah, it's like a very like modern groove underneath his playing licks on an acoustic guitar, and it's it's pretty funny that it's this like call and response duet between. Yeah. Yeah, the no, two like, instruments. I, I like yeah. that sultry dance between the two oh. of them. Um, if it was, if like it, it was, if it's, it was like Bernie Williams finger picking like a nylon guitar, I'd be in. Yeah, but then it wouldn't be Dave. <laughs> it wouldn't be Dave, and that's why we love Dave. His <laughs> acoustic guitar sounds. Um, but it, it takes that acoustic guitar lead on Barrington Falong, but makes it sexy. And yeah, sexy. I'm pretty sure Liz, Lily was here. To fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm so into it, but it's a it's a little impure in terms of the smooth jazziness, smooth jazziness. Yeah, of it's it. a little too. It's too, it, like, it belongs on a different compilation. Yeah, that's the thing. Is yep. that it, it's it needs its own compilation. Right, but I'm I'm very well very well into it. Oh, <laughs> very man. well into it. I love this mood. I want. I mean. This is, this is your pure mood. This is a that's this, your, this, that's yeah. your pure mood. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. I want. I, I I would have liked even more smooth jazz on this compilation. To be honest with you, go listen to the smooth jazz compilation. No. No. <laughs> I'm listening to the tracks that they gave us on this. Yeah. So Dave, your number four then. My number four. Sail away, sail away, sail away. Orinoco flow. By Enya. Um, all right, we're still not talking about it. But we are going we to talk shit about... shit to say about it, yeah. 
we are going to talk about little fluffy clouds. Whoa, hi. So this was a, this was yeah. my this was my number 19 until I heard the YouTube version and oh. I was like this is a completely different song than what I listened to. Wow. Is it? Completely Whoa. different song. I don't this, remember. This incorporates one of my well, I'm, maybe Dan, you did the research and you found it, but yeah. this incorporates one of my all-time like life-changing pieces of music uh, in it. Um, I have a lot of information about this song. This this had yeah. a ton of stuff about about this and the production of it and stuff. So basically, um, yeah, this was my number six. Uh, so I really like this one too. But I drafted this one. Uh, originally released November 1990. Um, Later included on their 91 album, the um, double album for the Orb, The Orb's Adventures Beyond the Ultra World. Um, <laughs> that's the name of that album. Uh, Pitchfork has ranked it at number 40 on their list of the top 200 tracks of the 1990s. So that's a big one. Um, so The Orb is a British ambient house group founded in 1988 by Alex Patterson and... The KLF member Jimmy Cowdy. Oh, okay. oh, really? From the KLF. I can yeah. hear some KLF in this, in yeah. this for sure. Then, okay, so oh, this part, the, uh, the best. This yeah. Little Do you know thing. what this I is? This. No. What do you know? I what love this it. is? I love it. So no. this is this is Electric Counterpoint by Steve Wright. Holy shit! Okay. Which is what's hanging on my wall? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's. I'm so happy you pointed that out because that little thing is like my favorite part of it. That's why I ranked it so high. In- yeah. Incredible. Um, okay, so when Jimmy Cowdy from the KLF left the Orb, Patterson began work on Little Fluffy Clouds. So Cowdy wasn't oh, a part of this song. He wasn't, okay. Uh, Patterson began work on Little Fluffy Clouds with ex-member of The Killing Joke, Martin Youth Glover. You're familiar with Killing Joke? Oh, Youth. Yeah, Youth. youth. Yeah, youth. yeah, yeah. Um, I know Youth. Youth is a member of The Fireman with Paul McCartney. Right. Mac- okay, yeah. so... It's youth and uh, Alex Patterson formed the orb for this song. Um, so yeah, so a lot of interesting people. So yeah, it this okay. This recording we're hearing. So the song it makes extensive use of clips from an interview with American singer Ricky Lee Jones, in which oh really it's Ricky yeah, Lee Jones. It's Ricky Lee Jones in wow. which she recalls that's cool. She recalls picturesque images of her childhood, and the samples are widely believed to have come from a conversation. Between Jones and LeVar Burton on Reading Rainbow. Whoa. But in <laughs> fact, but in fact, it originated from an interview disc that was issued with some promotional box copies of her album Flying Cowboy. So everybody thought it was from Reading Rainbow. It's not. Okay. <laughs> um, would have okay. been cooler, but that's fair. I know. It would have been cooler. Um, yeah, I, this is sick. I love this whole thing. And it's a great mood. Um, Jones Record Company was upset at the unauthorized use of her voice and initially sought to pursue a claim um, via the legal system. Big Life chose to settle out of court for an undisclosed sum of money for use of her voice on the Orbs recording. And then in 2016, Patterson said the record company paid $5,000 to use the sample. Asked about the sample in an interview years later, Jones referred to the Orb as those fuckers. So she was <laughs> wow. she was not happy. Um, meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, Steve Reich told them told his record company to not sue because he was genuinely flattered by their use of it. Is that true? And that's how you do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Oh, it uses a har- 
harmonica sample from Ennio Morricone's The Man with the Harmonica. No and, way. Uh, and a Harry Nielsen drum sample. Yes. It's just an, it's just an yeah. incredible, like... Piecing uh, together of samples. Yeah, it's... it's it's amazing, and Dan, just so you know, to the, the the Steve Reich piece, I play I played you the different trains thing where he used like tape yes. loops of like the train conductors, but this is Pat Metheny playing basically eighteen different guitar parts like layered <laughs> over each other. It's and uh, it's it's really cool. Yeah, so I was I was like kind of blown away by that. That's one of the coolest things I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a cool like chill. Um, EDM. It's like a chill hacker yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah. It's like the third the third version of the Matrix. We found the the first <laughs> one before. Yeah, I was into the cool like spoken word confession thing, and I like it even more now that I know it's Ricky Lee Jones. That's that's very cool. Yeah. Um, and knowing how it's made, it makes me appreciate it a little bit more too. Pretty upbeat, hectic. Um. But it kind of does remind me of that that time period of music that it was like a little mature for me when this was coming out in the 90s. And like I just I didn't understand it. So it kind of brings me back to this like confusing uh, time in my life. Like, yeah, not like not really like, I I don't know. This is this is not my world. So I'm I'm I can't completely align with it. But I it is really cool. It is very cool. It's kind of its own thing. It's like almost like I think it's like almost too cool for this compilation. Yeah, and I think maybe if I, I, I'm totally, like, get probably guilty of, if I didn't make that discovery, like, a couple hours ago, I would have, like, maybe leveled it out a little bit lower on my list. Right. But because it fit the pure mood so much more than I thought it did, and with everything involved, it just, like, jumped up real high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's very cool. That's that's little fluffy, little fluffy clouds. Um... All right, Dan, you're number three. We're we and we still have six more songs to talk about. That's right. Hey now. Um no. Five. Should be five. Six. Should be five. Should be five, my dog. All right. What? I will figure it out. I think but it's how? five. Um Okay. Number three for Danny is how? Enya Orinoco Flow. Oh. Oh, okay. That's that's a, that's a that's a speaky. That's a talky. Oh, you guys put it you guys ranked it already? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right, there's another Danny song. Oh, hell yeah. This <laughs> all rules. This is um, great. Guys ranked it too low. All right. Um, I ranked it five. Too or low. four, right? Didn't I? Too low. <laughs> okay um uh, there's one thing in particular Four. i'm so excited to talk about with you guys about this song it's also my zoom background currently so the single slash video version is on pure moods album versions about a minute longer um it's the lead single off her second studio album watermark from 1988 um it hit number one in a few different european countries um, Wikipedia calls this new age, um, the genre. It received two Grammy award nominations for best music video and best new age performance, um, at the 32nd annual Grammy awards. Um, the song is recorded in Orinoco studios in London. Oh, is that yeah. the Orinoco she's talking about? 
Yeah, the there's more. Um, oh. So now it's called Miloco Studios, but yeah, it was called Orinoco Studios at the time. Um, this was actually the last song written for the album. Um, and it includes, you know, listening to it, the pizzicato chords generated yeah. by altering mm-hmm. the Roland D50 synthesizer's Pizza Go-Go patch. Oh, um, man. <laughs> um, okay, so here's this fun and kind of funny thing. So it's called Orinoco Flow, okay? Rob Dickens is the executive producer of her album, Watermark. One of the lyrics in this song, in this song, she says, we can steer, we can near with Rob Dickens at the wheel. She shouts out her producer in the lyrics like a hip hop artist. Wow. Love it. Like, you know, like, you know, like any hip hop artist would like, yeah, like Mike will made it or, you know, or something. She yeah. shouts, she shouts it. She's like, we what? can steer, we can near with Rob Dickens at the wheel. And then the next line that is, is the next line is we can sigh, say goodbye to Ross and his dependencies. It's a shout out to Ross Column, the engineer of the song. So she's shouting out her producer and engineer in the lyrics. So, so this is about her like recording. Like, it's like a, it's like a, it's a, a tribute to her recording people. Yeah, it's like I think like lyrically it's Whoa. almost like a, like a joke. <laughs> That's really cool. Is that it? Yeah, That's she's really shout, cool. The song is called Orinoco Flow because of the studio. And she shouts out her producer and her engineer in the lyrics. That's um, amazing. And like also Orinoco flow, the flow of this song is kind of hip hop. If you hear how she's singing, like it reminds me of Cardi B. I got dollars. I got she's really hip hop. Yeah. Thanks man. It's like a slowed down hip hop song. So yeah. Um, but also the song, besides being at Orinoco Studios, they I think she claimed it was inspired by the Colombo Venezuelan River. That's okay. the flow, I think, that she's talking about also. Um, and then Enya herself, Irish singer-songwriter. Um, this song and album like really skyrocketed her success. She's Ireland's best-selling solo artist and the second best-selling artist behind U2. U2, yeah. Um, and then this video that we were just watching, it's her in a white dress, like almost within different paintings. Like it's like stop motion kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool, really cool video. It's yeah. like a more artsy take on, take on me. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say take yeah. on me. Yes. That definitely. Um, there's a lot of ocean and water, you know, makes sense with the sail away lyric. Um, there's a pirate ship through most of it. That's <laughs> in the background. Um, and she has just a very mom look. She's just a, she's a mom. And yeah. Like yeah. That's, but she's um, all her mom. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's funny. I was going to say, take, yeah, take a very take on me type animation. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I really want to talk about like the lyrics. Like she's just shouting out her producer. Like, <laughs> very and, it's cool that she can get away with that because you're not really paying t- attention to the lyrics as much as you're paying, ten- yeah. paying attention to the the vibe, I guess. Like, For sure. The, yep. The mood. Um, and even if you, you're like, she's probably not saying that, you know, if you heard it, you're like, no, she's probably saying something in in Gaelic. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I love that sound though. It's, it's like very frosty. I think of like, like ocean blue icicles and yes. Sailing a boat on sailing a boat to Atlantis or something on a brisk afternoon. 
and um, she's like a one-woman Celtic woman. I'm talking about the group Celtic woman. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's like a one-woman version of Celtic woman. Um, and she, I think she kind of keeps that Irish mysticism alive that, um, you know, James Joyce brought out in his novels. <laughs> she, she has the same kind of like other world worldliness. Um, yeah. Which I love. And, um, I think I can't tell if this is my favorite sailing song or my second favorite sailing song before or after Christopher Cross sailing. It's, but they're up there. What else did I want to say? Oh, oh, it's very Final Fantasy to me as well. Like, I feel like Enya would have been a great RPG lead character in, in like a <laughs> game from the 90s. I wish that happened. Um, <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's, we gotta say, that's, what, that's what I gotta say about Orinoco Flow. I think this is like a bona fide Pure Moods classic. Yeah. One of the setting sounds of, one of the setting moods of, of Pure Moods. Yeah, I would... Crucial move. I would call this the flagship song, honestly. Uh, uh, I, would say, I would say one of the many flagships for me. One of the many flagship mo- songs. One of like four. One of, one of two, I think. <laughs> think of the, think of the commercial and like the standouts in the commercial. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. One of two of the commercial. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, and we, it is six songs. I, I apologize. There was one I highlighted that, yeah, we, that we actually haven't yeah. talked about yet. My bad. Yeah. Uh, this is anti-pure mood for me. Oh, damn. How? I love, I, I love this song so much. I think it's like ingenious production. I like it even better than I thought that I did. Uh, but it's just like, it's got no chill. Like, I just can't like sit and vibe to it. It's like too, it, it makes me anxious. Like the, it's like the strings come at me a little hard. She's yelling at me a little bit. What? It's just not my pure mood. Damn. Are we hearing the same song? Enya's yelling at you? Yeah. Right the at, strings are yelling at me. I think you got to talk to somebody, man. Dude, that's that's <laughs> not... Talk, I think if, <laughs> if we were to poll 100 people, 99 would say <laughs> differently. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. The other, the other Enya song... The, the shouting. The, uh, the, the, uh, the slower one. Yeah. The, the slower. That's yeah. like... That's a pure mood like vibe for me. Oh, yeah. I, it's, it, gets, it could be pure, but this is not... No, that's kind of hyperbolic. Uh, Man, uh, if, if this rhetoric make, you're you're throwing around. If this makes you anxious, there may be no hope for you, man. <laughs> so, I think it is very chill. I, I think I'm it's so very sorry. Like, yeah, this is comforting so chill. and chill. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh man, that's strange. And like, it doesn't have a, like it doesn't have like the hip hop like groove element. So that's why I like knocked it down a little bit. It has the world for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely identify like the other Enya song more with the vibe of what I'm like hearing on like a pure moods level in terms of a compilation. I love this song though. I like it more than that song. Uh, so, um, the other song, where does this go in your song rankings? Uh, eight. Okay. All right. So actually exactly where I ranked it. Um, here it's like the same thing it's just i expected it to be but i think it just like i think it comes out of the gate hot and uh it's it's just a similar thing to the Ariane air thing where it's just like a little just too like like the, it's just the strings that come at me come at me hot 
and uh, <laughs> I can't like vibe out to it. I would never like just like sit and <laughs> chill with it. <laughs> Brandon feels attacked by this song. By this Enya song. <laughs> ah! Boom, 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 boom. I guess he hears it as this. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Where everyone else is like, oh, this is kind of nice. Do, 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 la, da, da, do. <laughs> maybe there's like some I, kind I of... mean i'm i'm very fascinated by this take i i'm glad that you have it but it i almost feel like you're you're joking around <laughs> no i'm really not like it's just like it just doesn't have like a like when i think of like to like for like that like we talked about with little fluffy clouds how it has like this just kind of like like it's got that like seedier a little bit more of a seedier vibe uh, like hacker, like you talked about that. Like I, I, this is a, this is like, it's like, I'm, it, I, I'm, I'm getting so, I think what, it, what I'm doing personally is I'm getting so into like building like compilations and it's like, there's a smooth jazz one and then there's like a new age one and then there's pure moods. And for me, this is not, this is on the new age one, not the pure moods one. Okay. All right. There are definitely chiller songs than this one. I I, mean, I can't say this yes. isn't. I can't say this isn't chill though. I, I don't I don't know about that, but I mean, okay, the chords you're talking about, maybe you feel like they're too aggressive, like dun dun dun, but still not aggressive. I, it's like <laughs> just I, aggressive for what <laughs> I would expect, like from Enya, I guess. All right, Enya, chill the fuck out. You're seriously. <laughs> This yeah, song, and you needs to chill. It's, it's just too. <laughs> you're going too far. You're gonna lose some of your listeners if you go down this direction. I want only time, Enya. <laughs> That's the Enya that I want <laughs> for this compilation. Yeah, but I do. I do like the production on this is so not dated. Like it sounds so good. Um, yeah, it's great. Really, really great. All right, <laughs> is uh, Dave up now? Yeah, Dave's number three. <laughs> All right, my number three. Let's see. Oh, my number three is Shadenis. Okay. Part one by uh, Enigma. Enigma, yep. Um, And my number two is, we're going to talk about it, Shadenis. Ah, okay. I Wow, I had this a little lower than both of you guys. Uh, I was number five for this one. Shadenis. For the listeners, it's probably not pronounced Shadenus. <laughs> I think it's, it's sad sadness. It's probably sadness. It is um it is called Shadenus or Sadness because it is a central track based around thematically based around uh questioning the sexual desires of Marquis de Sade. So it's named after him. Okay. Marquis de Sade. Ah, sad. um, and sadness. So I guess oh, it's sadness. That's crazy. Remember that like weird ass like stop motion or like animated weird the Marquise de Sade movie where it's like a penis, like the Marquise de Sade yes. is played by a penis. It, that's like weird, weird, weird stuff. Not pure. Not yeah. pure. The Gregorian <laughs> vocals is like a lot of Gregorian yeah. uh, vocals. Is a sample from a 1976 album called. Pashali Mysterium, 
by the German choir Capella Antiqua Munchen. Uh, what else here? The vocals were, yeah, another lawsuit. The vocals were at first were first used without permission. A lawsuit filed in 1994 and was settled out of settled by compensation. And the French lyric part is are whispered by then um, wife of Michael Cretu, who is the guy behind uh, Enigma. Her name was Sandra who at the time of Enigma's formation had already had hit singles as a solo artist, Sandra. Is that the woman in the video? I don't know if she's in the video, but she's the vocal on the on the record. Well, there is a, a woman who you just see her face and she sings the female vocal part. Yeah, like a sexy naked model in, in, um, in sepia tone. <laughs> but, yeah, um, right here. Yeah, right here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is just like... Yeah, this is very pure moods. This is what I think of when it when it comes to pure moods. Enigma is like kind of the master of this. Yeah. Um, very uh, eyes wide shut, orgy, <laughs> yeah. masquerade, yeah, mansion yeah. scene. Definitely. Like secret society type shit. Bilderbergs. Um, uh, everyone is like I can just see everyone masked up, you know, fucking and praying. But this is before <laughs> eyes wide shut. So it's clear that Kubrick drew from this a lot, you know? <laughs> and I kind of think of this as like the dark undertones, um, the dark flip side of Return of Innocence for Enigma. Yeah. Like yes. A, that simultaneous, yep. It has a simultaneous spiritual and sexual awakening. Mm -hmm. And I, I also like the, um, the Donkey Kong Country synth flutes lead <laughs> I think it was like Donkey Kong yes. Country if like yes. he's led astray yep um yeah I mean I'm just I'm just I love his vibe so much it's just so yeah kind of evil but also comforting yeah it's again what you, Cinemax yeah. porn big time Cinemax porn um, monk monk yeah the video is like throughout like these temple ruins yeah um what was I gonna say oh I so with like the the masked orgies like from uh, eyes wide uh, shut from eyes wide shut, so we know what's cool about them. If people try to do those now, is they're COVID friendly. They are everybody's, very COVID friendly. Yeah, because everybody's got masks yeah. on. Except Damn. most, a lot of those masks are mouthless. It's, uh, still COVID well, friendly. <laughs> <laughs> For the most, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's just but I, they still yeah. were, they had the right idea overall. Yeah, they yeah. just have to tweak it a little bit. Yeah, I love yeah that vibe. Enigma, yeah, um, excellent, excellent, uh, very impure and pure. Yes, impure time. thoughts, but pure mood. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Impure actions, likely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I, oh, yeah. All right, so Dan, you're number two. Uh, Danny's number two is the other Enigma track, "Return to Innocence." Hi. Uh, oh, is that your number two? Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh, my number uh, two. Right, so Dave's oh my god. Two. This is this is gonna be like a loop turn for you guys. My number two. Yeah, is, I can't believe it. Is Chimai. 
Yeah, right. Enjo Morricone. That song already. (laughs) Chimai. Wow. This This is this is really good. Drafted by DBPS5. So if you want to say anything, DBP, now's your time. What is going on with Ennio Morricone during this time period? Ennio Morricone was a loving life and wife, writing music like you hearing now for films. His melodies were like laments, full of sorrow but always a tinge of hope for prosperity. He had a dog named Carl. Haha, just kidding, I forgot to do my research. Very interesting. <laughs> wow. Why Thank you for am your I going input. crazy here. Why? Oh, there it is. Here we go. Okay, well, Chi Mai. Um, don't know what words from. Never heard it before. But something about this, I just love it so much. It's like a tragic, bittersweet. End of war mood. You know, I feel like it's a, a soldier out in the field, and there's bloodshed all around this soldier. But they they survived, and they're gonna move on with their life. Wow. And I really like this intro, like string part. But then I really love it once the drums come in because it's like, oh, this is completely different than I thought it was. Yeah. Oof. Like slightly creepy, like Scarface feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's true. I love it. That is. This is like the kind of movies I era I just love. You know, it's bringing this me. This has that. chill. This has chill. <laughs> yes, it has chill. <laughs> I think this is a little bit more swirling than Enya with the strings. It's like yeah. more high emotion. I'm way more scared of this one. Than- <laughs> I think it's no, creepier. Th- yeah. I'm comforted by. I'm comforted by that. I think that's psychotic. I mean, <laughs> and there's a nice little harpsichord chord part. It's like you're now you're in the now. See, you were the soldier before, but now you're in the king's court now, and yeah. pondering the state of your kingdom after the war. <laughs> I like this picture you're painting a lot. I, yeah, I do. Like, Damn, oh, yeah, she I ranked this I, one too I, low. Also, Damn. I ranked this. I also ranked this too low because I this was the one out of the whole compilation I was like the least familiar with. Mm. Yeah, I was just. I never heard of it, and I, I, I immediately grew to love it. Yeah, oof. It, like, it's almost like the, the sound quality is, like, not great either. Right. Something about that is, like, oh, it's like a distant memory. Ah. Yeah, it's it's really she great. Mai. She may. I don't you know anything about the movie. What, what, what is it from? Uh, or is it I, from I a movie? Even... I honestly didn't even look it up. I had this as my number uh, nine, like my, my personal list, so I didn't like have it like incredibly low. But I would probably even put it higher than that now. Mm. Yeah, this is by eleven. Uh, it was used in the films Madalena and La Professionale. Okay. Um, okay. As well as two different television movies. Chimai is also the, the name of the online community about Enjo Marconi. Oh, cool. Ah. So I think tonight I'm going to join Chimai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't believe I didn't know this. This is really, really great. Um, yeah. Kind of like a Kubricky. Like, this kind of reminds me of Barry Lyndon right here. Yeah, yeah. Ah. This is this is a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> yes. 
Jeez. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, what, what's anything else to say about it? Uh, no. DVP. <laughs> Dan, I just noticed too that you have that your picture of Enya has the like, uh, what is the record label? Uh, um, Warner, I think. And so it looks like you're like doing like a talking head, uh, <laughs> thing on the news. Yeah. Um. You just right, you just so. got off the set for the um. The documentary. Yeah, you're doing. Oh yeah, you're doing like a press junket for a movie. You're like <laughs> sitting in front of the poster, like right. getting interviewed. Yeah. What was it like working with Owen Wilson? <laughs> Did George Clooney prank you on set? <laughs> um. All right. So that was okay. Yes. Yeah, so then looks like then each of our number ones is when we're going to talk about the songs. So now we talk about Return to Innocence. By Enigma. That is your number one, Brandon? That is my number one, okay. yeah. I mean, this is just, when I think of pure moods, it's just yeah. this. And That's maybe fair. it is beca- Maybe it is because of the compilation, but I think it's just, it has all of the elements. It has the, like, it has, like, rock involved because it has the John Bonham drums from uh, When the Levee Breaks. Damn, I was hoping um, to point that out myself. It has. Oh, that's just it's like yeah. it's one. I was gonna point that out because it's, it's one of like three drum beats I I half figured out and always play <laughs> when I when I'm behind a drum set. <laughs> it's got some vocals, but also more like you know ambient ethereal vocals in terms of the Aboriginal Taiwanese uh, tribe that sings in it. It's got like a little bit of the hip hop vibe with the just what the drums are doing and the production. In the world music, it just has everything that represents pure moods to me. Yeah. I do wonder, like, this is the first song on the compilation, and it's the first song in the commercial, so it 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 kind of is the establishing mood, no matter what. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, all other moods kind of like have to ad- adhere to this, or like variant. You know what I mean? Like, but you're kind of like looking towards this as the establishing mood. I wonder if it was like different, if it was di- plays differently how we would feel because I do think the same thing but I think it's just like an innate thing because of its the earliness in its position yeah I think it's a combination of 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 that and also like I definitely was the least familiar of you guys than the commercial like I, I I remember this from the commercial obviously but I remember it so much more from the movies that it was in and like the Olympic stuff that it was involved in like so it always just gives me just a big '90s nostalgia. Like when I think of this song, like I just get like a like like a nostalgic like feeling. Uh, now, do you think this is more or less chill than Enya? More chill, because those drums <laughs> are kind of blasting. <laughs> yeah, bottom was not chill. Bottom was not yeah, but chill I feel like <laughs> yeah, but this feels like I feel like I feel like I'm bowling with like bumper rails. Like I at least know what this like. I, I just like I feel like on a guided track on this song like yeah. it's like yeah. it's just going in a straight line no surprises and that's what I want with Pure Moods wow <laughs> this was my number two I mean yeah I mean actually yeah it's probably it makes more sense to call this like the flagship song um, uh, Pure Moods it's the first song you hear for a song on, on the compilation what is this guitar solo I forgot about what? <laughs> wait what the hell shredding that's not a pure mood. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember this part. All right. Um, but um, 
no, this the song is amazing. Yeah, definitely. I almost want to start crying listening to it for like for no reason. That's how I feel. Like it, yeah. it just gives me yeah. this like uplifting like like it, end credits. It's like yeah. like end of end of times. Yeah, uh, I can hear somebody talking like over something that just happened. Like, and that's yeah. when and that's when he died, unfortunately. And yeah, it was. And we all went to his funeral. I, I don't know, just like like some kind and of like I said, like, like I always say, it was the closing theme of Man of the House with uh, Chevy Chase <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> always remember it from hell that. yeah. I think it was um, commercials too. Yeah, I, I would rank the establishing or the flagship moods for me are the two Enigma songs, this being one of them, and then Enya. I think are the. The pure moods in my my mind, <laughs> the yeah. three flagship yeah. moods. But I like this because there's this is one of two Enigma tracks on on this disc, and this is like the flip side of it. It's it's not seedy. I like that take. It's not evil. It's like it's literally about mm. innocence. It's literally like the theme of this song is um, returning to innocence. And there's like what well, right. it's cool that the. Um, you have that like tribal vocal it's kind of i think there's a purity to that and like an ineffable quality to that because you don't know exactly what the i mean i don't as a as a as a western man know what he's talking about in that but i can feel what he's talking about you know with the vocal um and it just feels like complete childlike bliss embracing the wonder of the world again um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean it's just it's hard to it's hard to not like be very happy when that song's on, but it, to me I do like Shadeness a little bit more because I'm a, I'm a I'm a low key a freak, you know what I mean? Like I'm kind of like into the weird <laughs> shit, but uh, I like innocent things as well. You know, I can still appreciate this, and I do feel like I could easily cry to that. Like if I yeah. was if I had a hard day or like even a day, like I just like had dinner with my family and then I drove home and that came on for, I would probably start crying. <laughs> it would, I would just yeah. get emotional. That's, that's because that's, it's like, that's just, how I feel. That's about so it, yeah. perfect. Even if it was just like the most mundane, like dinner, uh, <laughs> my family, I'd still would like break. I would have to pull over because I was like coming over <laughs> with emotions, just weeping, hearing this yeah. song, you know? Yeah. I'd want to put this song on at like after the birth of my first child. Yeah, driving home your first child from the hospital. That could that might not be safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start crying like, and that get us into a bad accident. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it just play at the hospital. <laughs> two things that <laughs> yeah. I want to that, that two things that I, I just want to re uh, point out again, just because I said it like quickly and briefly, but yeah. So I did always assume that it was a Native American. Uh, chant it it is a it is an aboriginal tribe from taiwan so they were ah, a okay um uh they're called the amis people a-m-i-s oh um so they were aboriginal to taiwan um and s some of the like the the um the culture like looks very similar to our native american uh you know, with the headdresses and, and the stuff. I don't know how to say it without saying anything wrong. I don't know what I'm, you know, the wrong terminology is these days. I don't know headdress is bad or not. Just want to say that I don't know if that's bad or not. But um, To say that's word headdress? I don't, I mean, hey, I don't know. It could be. 
There yeah, could be a thing. I guess, you know. Uh, but I think the thing, too, like, you you just kind of clicked something in my brain when you said that, Dave, of, like, you would cry. Like, if I was ever, like, like high and freaking out, this would, like, ground me. Like, I'd be like... <laughs> there we go. That's a good... Like, yeah. that would ground me. Whereas, like, the, the Anya song may still make me be like, <laughs> I got to go upstairs. I was, I was just going to say, if somebody put Anya on, we would need to put this song on as, like, okay, let's get him out of this funk. The Ornoco flows on. Somebody get Enigma on. I, I can imagine no, I th- us like we were all like, you know, like we were all tripping together, and then like one, like a fourth person was like, let's put on like it's like good vibe music, and then they put on Enya, and we're like, no, 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 don't do this. And then Brandon is like freaking out; he's about to jump out right. the window, and they would have to talk to like Brandon down from jumping to his uh, demise. No way. Like, and then we we but we would bring him back in with this with song. this song. Yeah, yeah, and we would yeah. all cry together because. But no, know. very specifically, if I was already freaking so out good. and the Enya came on, it wouldn't calm me down. Is what I mean. Like I don't think it would freak me out, but it wouldn't calm me oh, down if I was already okay. freaking. But this would calm me down. <laughs> I think it would freak you the fuck out. <laughs> well, now it would. Now that the thoughts in my mind, it would. Yeah. Somebody going insane listening to Enya is one of the funniest images I think I could think of. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, that's good. All right, so now... All right, so that was my number one. <laughs> all so right. now, Dan, so, here we uh, go. <laughs> Brandon's the only other one who probably knows what's going on. Dave probably forgot. Yep. But Danny's number one, and what? you guys are out of your minds. so are not putting this higher. It's Songbird by Kenny G. It's my number one song. On Pure Moods. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the best song wow. on this compilation. I'm not going to accept any argument that it's, it's not. The, it's the best it's the mood. It's the most Danny mood. It's the best It's the most mood. Danny mood. And I want to live in this more than anything else on this compilation. I fucking love this. Turn it louder. <laughs> <laughs> this is also my draft without knowing the melody of it. I've forgotten about this song. But I it played and I knew this right away. Yeah. It brought me to an amazing place. And a bit of a nostalgia. I think my parents are listening to this uh, too. Um, do you think this is the the, the longest relationship you you have with a bird in your life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most important one. This is a bird that goes way back. All right, so this is the third. This was uh, my draft. Uh, third single from Kenny G's 1986 album Duo Tones. Um, ah, this part. Yeah, like the like the chorus, like pre-chorus, and then right here. Who else can play an instrument and make it feel like a vocal medley, uh, melody, like like Kenny G? Uh, Carlos Santana. That's what he no. says. He says, "I make the guitars sing." Candy no. Duffler, <laughs> Dolfer, uh, maybe Dolfer. <laughs> Dolfer's good. Um, I love Kenny. I love his tone, soprano saxophone. Um, this got to number four on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, this album kind of launched him into commercial success. Um, Smooth Jazz released as a single in 1987, but the album came out in 86. The song became the first instrumental to reach the top five of the Billboard Hot 100 since the Miami Vice theme by Jan Hammer. Oh, Dan, you said this launched him to commercial success, but I don't remember this song being in the Pure Moose commercial. <laughs> now they skipped over this one incorrectly. They didn't want to spoil too much. They were like, "Listen, we got Kenny. 
Like, <laughs> don't tell anybody. We got Kenny. Um, so Kenny G's real name is Kenneth Bruce Gorlick. Um, he's he's one of the best-selling artists of all time. Um, global sales totaling more than 75 million records. <laughs> oh, he's like insanely popular. Um, wow. Born and raised in Seattle, so he was creating that Seattle sound well before grunge, uh, starting in the early 80s. <laughs> You can hear the influence, though. It's there. <laughs> exactly. That grimy sound. Exactly, yeah. Stinky, um, mildewy sound. He started playing the alto sax, like me, when he was 10 years old. <laughs> um, and like he me. shreds, like right now, he shreds. He does a jazz shred, which is also <laughs> maybe not a pure mood, but a great mood. for me. I, I like it. Um, okay, here's a fun fact related to our show and board bills. His career started by being in Barry White's Love Unlimited Orchestra. Oh, I did not know that. Which we talked Thanks. about in the 70s. Um, uh, board Bills. He was seven, he, bit. He was 17 years old. Um, he was the, a young uh, G. The video, which you're not playing, and I don't know why you're not playing the video. It's, oh, we should play the vid. The video is so oh, fun I, to look at. It's um, so great. Um, it's different shots of him playing the sax. He's wearing a different outfit and it's setting in each shot. Um, and his outfits are great. Like, it's so funny that there's also music videos for just instrumentals just watching him, like, play. And, like, it's just, like, <laughs> yeah. such a funny thing to me. Um, you, yeah, he just. You've never seen a person enjoy what they do for a living more, though, than him in this <laughs> I, video. I, yeah. Uh, I love this He's, vibe so much, this movie. Yeah. Um, there's a couple moments where he's with his full band and they're just so chill. They're they're playing like on different stories of a building, right? Yeah. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, so every, I love everything I, about I this so much. I want to do band so practice like that. I, yeah. Yes. Uh, I just I love the melody of this song. I. I you know what's interesting? He's so this, good. <laughs> this song starts out so mysterious with that like keyboard hypnotic keyboard. Yeah. Um, P, uh, phrase and but then Kenny comes in and he brings you home you're like yeah. where am I I'm I'm feel disoriented but then Kenny with his direct his de- his directness his definition his command mm-hmm. he brings you back down um it's very comforting so a, I actually it's think a, it's a, it's, it's he, a vocal he, melody and he's playing it on soprano it's it's so good yeah. so I think I and I think that so I think talking that hearing you talk that through and then like thinking about it i think now i've i have another layer of understanding as to why i think certain things are pure moods and not pure moods okay where yes it's a vocal melody and there isn't a lot of that on this right and so it's it's when something is too prominent when it when it's not all working in concert together then it's then it's not as pure of a mood to me like when I, things I, are, I get where you're coming yeah, from. Okay. When 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 things are more like everything is just kind of an ensemble and presenting this pure mood, then it's pure mood for me. Whereas this is like it's Kenny's thing, and it's like the whole mood is like pretty pure, but it's like it's just too prominent. It's too. It's it's. Uh, yeah, it's just it's a little too much. You know, I think we should do this at the end, like talk about what songs didn't make the cut to the second edition. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Because Kenny G um 
Songbird did not make it to the second cut. And in yeah. my mind, probably too I think, expensive. Probably too I, expensive. Yeah, I think it's, you know, <laughs> this is all coming together and making sense for everyone because, because it's like a melody, because it's so like much like a singer, like it's commercial. It's like, it, it's kind of impure in the sense that there's a lot of dollar signs around <laughs> that playing. You know what I mean? There's, like, there's just too much, yeah. too much money involved. This is too commercial um, for a for a pure mood. There's 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 a capital capitalistic um, streak running through this song, and I love it. It's comforting to me, but I can see other people going like, "He's fucking mainstream. This is not pure moods. This is not what I signed up for." This is not the underground. Yeah. Yeah. Not new age. Um, it's not world music. Not new age. Yeah. It's a smooth not, jazz. It's a it's smooth really jazz. great smooth jazz. Yeah, it's just great smooth jazz. Different Which compilation. Is, all right, well, let's cover But I love jazz it. I love it. Moods. I love it a lot. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> and and his his tone is similar to Candy's. But it's more tender and different uh, instrument. Right. Oh, it is right. When he plays the soprano sax. Yeah, I think soprano, she was she yeah. was on tenor. I think. And that's oh, why. yeah. There's just some. Maybe they're, just, they're both really good. That's why I'm saying there's a similarity <laughs> there. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right, well, Dave, Dave, can you please present the the best song on this compilation? Well, my favorite song, personally, is "Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence" by Ryuichi Sakamoto. <laughs> I had this at seventeen. I kind of get it though, but okay, this right here, um, this is the sound. It kind of reminds me of um Brian Eno, that yeah. it does the same thing where it's like, um, it fades in and it's like okay. kind of creeping up. But I kind of have a similar um love for it. It brings me to like being awake at five a.m. And thinking about your life and having some kind of personal awakening. It's just, I don't know. There's like the world is, um, yeah, has stopped and it's, you're, it's all, it's only you there. And you just are kind of like having a very powerful personal moment. And then this part comes in. It's, it's also kind of a slow motion thing going on. I love it. It's elegant. It's a kind of a, has a tr similar tragic mood to Chimai, which is why I, I put them both up pretty high. This is the vibe I like the most. Chimai wow. and Mr. Chris, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. This early '80s orchestral vibe. Um, so also very Final Fantasy in my mind. Yeah, which I like. Oh wow, yeah. So I think. Once again, I'd listen to a different version. There's, first of all, there are so many versions of this song. Uh, and so it's my fault for not listening to this version because it probably would have been even a little higher. Even though this is, yeah, I mean, this is hands down my favorite like piece of music on this whole thing. One of the great melodies. Um, but this is more pure moody than the version that I listened to, which is, I think is just directly from the soundtrack. So that's my fault. But I probably still would have put it a little bit lower just because of all the other factors that I talked about. Yeah. This is like, this, I mean, this is one of my favorite pieces of music of all time. It really is. And yeah. I, I put this on my, um, well, I put the version with vocals on it, which is called something different. 
but it has right. uh, David um, Sylvian from Japan yeah. singing on it mm-hmm. as my old discovery on Tracks on Tracks end of the year mm-hmm. episode 2018 2018 right? or 2017 yeah. maybe that um, chord changes the best forget right but yeah I love this have a lot of emotional connection to it but it's a newer discovery it's not like I, I haven't really known it for that long four or five years maybe four years I guess same same but Danny I'm sure you like it but it's just I do kind of, I mean yeah and hearing you talk about it and setting the scene again is helps and it kind of enhances the whole thing for me like yeah, putting me in like some kind of like movie setting again. Um, yeah, this is actually really ah. good. Yeah, see, like different day. You, My rankings, I think, would be totally different. Minus like well, you, top you didn't three listen, or four. You didn't listen to the end of the songs if it didn't hook you in the first minute. <laughs> um, maybe yeah, like some of the songs I probably did listen like the last thirty seconds or a minute. Insert <laughs> if it's if it's long enough, but. Does this change that much? I mean, it's been the same thing this first, like, three minutes. There's a few different pieces, but yeah, it's pretty, you know, production-wise, it changes a little bit. It also reminds me of, um, Kate Bush a lot. Yeah. And, it, and um, her 80s albums. And, um, I haven't seen the movie, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. But what I like about this and Chi Mai is that I almost don't even have to see the movie. I already made the movie in my head. <laughs> and it's not gonna... Your little movie is not going to be better than my personal movie. Hell no. A, a little bit by, about Ryuchi uh, Sakamoto as uh, too is that he's a Japanese uh, keyboard player, songwriter, producer. Did a good amount of scores. He started out in the collective of like new wave Japanese new wave musicians called. Uh, the yellow. Wait, what is it called? Yellow, magic orchestra. Yellow magic, yellow magic orchestra or magic yellow? Yellow magic orchestra. Orchestra. Yeah. Um, and he's a key. He was a keyboard player on that in that group. He collaborated with a lot of different people, but um, yeah, I mainly know him from this soundtrack and some of the stuff he did with David Sylvian from Japan. Um, he's done a couple of the later De Palma movies, and his like, mm-hmm. oh, he did, he did, he co did the score w- for The Revenant with uh, right the guy from the National. Oh, cool. And then like his, uh, he has a lot of solo albums that are like glitchy electronic, based around like cinematic piano. It's like biz- pretty bizarre. He's he's uh he's awesome. Um, yeah. I think now it's time to reveal the true rankings. The, so oh, basically, the, the true basic, purity. The for the for the listeners, basically, even though that was like a consensus elimination based on the order of which they were uh, eliminated by how we talked about it, they still were gathering points. So, if the number one performing song, so each of our number one got twenty points since there were right. twenty. Uh, songs and then if you're number 20 ranked you get one point so 20. songs that were eliminated early may rank even higher above other songs you'll see how it gets um, revealed as we go so the this this should reflect a consensus ranking on purest of moods um, and there's I would say that for the most part well, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I mean, it's just to talk about it. So coming in at number 20 is Inspector Morse. Um, 
Yeah, it's just a film score. Not really much of a pure mood. Doesn't fit the mood. Doesn't fit the mood. And not um, a mood that anybody wants to be a part of. I'm just kidding. I know Brandon likes it. <laughs> uh, tubular... Oh, and I'll give the points, too, because the points uh, definitely matter. So that got 10 points. Uh, coming in at number 19 with 14 points is Tubular Bells. Shocking. Part one. The creators of the Pure Moods ad do, do not agree with this at all. <laughs> it's a uh, uh, too much of a mood switch. Too scary. It's too much like Halloween. It's and... impure. Yeah, it's yeah. impure. It's, it, it's, yeah, mood shift, mood swingy. Makes sense for us. Tubular Bells. Tubular Bells. Tied for... Uh, tied for number 18, both with 16 points, is Aria on Air and Theme from the Mission. Right, right. 18, so again, 18 and 17, yeah. Uh, again, another film score, and uh, for me and Dan, more so than Dave, obviously, the Aria on, Aria on Air, more of that kind of... Uh, just kind of aggressive, not aggressive, but just like... Uh, Pointy. I don't know. I guess aggressive is aggressive. Right I think it's aggressive. Yeah, it was too but weird I like of a mix. It. it was too weird of a mix. Of, yeah, I like the juxtapos- yeah. juxtaposition of the mixes. I agree. It's not the most moody of pieces. It's like too, too, too conflicted of a of a mood. Right. But I love it. Yep. It's um, like I love my crazy people. <laughs> and then <laughs> my crazy pieces of music too. <laughs> Uh, and then coming in with 17 points at number 16, so pretty close together with these, is The Heart Asks Pleasure First slash The Promise from the Piano. Yeah. Uh, again, another film score. Um, no, another dud. Um, not memorable. Great one. Not memorable. <laughs> Beautiful piano composition. Not memorable dud. <laughs> Don't remember how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then coming in at number 15 with 22 points is Only You. Uh, by praise with an asterisk right. because it probably would have even made it a little higher because it definitely fits more in if it's that would live version it, yeah. it would have made it higher because it fits more in the pure moody yeah it would have uh, ranked it way higher personally in r- 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 vein me too yeah me too yeah so yeah asterisk uh, coming in at number 14 with 24 points is chariots of fire um again film That's, scorey that feels right uh, it probably right. gets a, it probably gets points <laughs> taken from it because of the over familiarity for me and Dave in particular. I'm guessing Fair. that brought it down. I think it's part um, of it. Is it's um, it, it kind of goes with the Kenny G thing, even though it's a different piece altogether. It's just like it won awards. It's award winning. It should right. be on my compilation. <laughs> my pure music. Yeah. It deserved. Um, it deserved it. <laughs> coming in at number thirteen. Uh, with 28 points is another green world. So again, another ah, kind of not piece. an asterisk, but it's a great mood. It's a great pure mood, but it's pretty short. Um, so it definitely uh, suffers in that capacity. I relate to it because a lot of times when I have high intense emotions, they're very short, and then I move on, and I'm just <laughs> like a plain, non-feeling person. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, coming in at number 12, someone's not going to be happy. It is, with 31 points, Songbird. Um, it's fair. Uh, nah. 
it's just not a pure mood. It's a smooth jazz mood. I don't see the difference. Smooth mood. Smooth mood. Very pure. Um, coming in. These next, so smooth that mood. one was that smooth mood. Uh, th- that last one was thirty-one points. This next one is thirty-two points. Uh, coming in at number eleven is Twin Peaks theme. Um, pretty pure mood for me. It got penalties because it doesn't have all of the pure mood elements. Um, and you also need you, to watch the show to appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, you do. You really do. I I had it in the middle. I didn't. You're not gonna it. get it. Yeah. I ranked it like sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's right there, in, right there in the middle. Uh, number ten with thirty-three points. So that was thirty-one, thirty-two, and thirty-three points. This is Lily was here. So again, like Songbird, smack dab in the middle because it's smooth jazz. Uh, Danny is skewing those <laughs> numbers. <laughs> it's great. It's another great one. No, I I ranked it pretty pretty high. You guys just don't like Ish. saxophone, which is weird. It's weird <laughs> not to like saxophone. <laughs> I liked it. I really it's, did like it's it. It's showboating on, on a pure mood. There's no time for showboating. Everyone has to just row together. I, I, I don't sign <laughs> off of what Brandon's saying anymore. You know. I do like that take, though. <laughs> Show, no showboating. It, it, I, okay, it's showboating. Yeah, it's like two. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah Ken, I think Kenny G and, and that song are the most showboaty. Yeah, Kenny. Look at me. Look at me go. I like yeah. it. I Look think what it's I can des- do. It's deserved, and he got the success that he deserved. Earned. So he get on it. the get on the smooth jazz boat compilation. Smooth, Here is smooth mood. He created smooth mood. created Seattle sound. What if people said like uh, smooth mood asshole? Like they say smooth <laughs> move like yeah, sarcastically. Smooth mood. Oh, way dude, to go, smooth uh, mood, dude. <laughs> so uh, now is number nine, "Sweet Lullaby" by Deep Forest. Ah, um, okay. very moody. Very pure. Yeah, this, again, I think actually this one maybe even would wind up a little higher if the song was just better. Because um, it definitely has all the elements of a pure mood. Right. But it's just not yeah. great. I thought it was really great, and I put it high. Um, <laughs> and if I listened to the slower version, I probably would have put it higher. Yeah. The slower one is nice. Uh, coming in at number eight with 36 points uh, is Oxygen Part 4. Um, that seems about right. That seems like a yeah, like a valid ranking. Where I can it's breathe, like, I can breathe with that. Yeah, I'm not, uh, gonna, I'm not gonna lose any breaths over that one. <laughs> um, Dan, oxygen. Like the that's next the connection. number seven <laughs> is little fluffy clouds. Um, okay. orb, 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 the orb. Yeah. Um. Really cool mood. Great cool samples. Mood. Great samples. Pretty intense. Yeah. Though. Heavier. Heavier, more intense. Pretty cool sounding. Uh, little fluffy cut. Oh, yeah, that 30 set. I thought that tied, but the next two tied. Um, so tied at number six and five with 38 points is Crockett's theme and Chi Mai. Hmm. Um, which, yeah, I, uh, that's great. That's this grouping. This all, this all is actually kind of like making sense to me. This is like a, uh, I like that. this is proof of concept different. that I think that oxygen, I mean, look at that. They got 36, 37 and two thirty-eight points. So oxygen, little fluffy clouds, Chimai, Crockett's theme right there. Like that's really great. Um, proof of concept here on Dan and Bray presents. Um, coming in at number four with now here we go here's the big jumps so we went from 38 this is 48 now so 
big jump in numbers. This is Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Um, coming in. If I had ranked it accordingly, like in terms of my personal preference, it probably would have won. Uh, but, or actually, no, I don't think it actually would have won. Uh, but I just, yeah, I mean, you know, talked about how much we love it. Just probably maybe not the best number one representation of the moods. Of the moods. I want to say if, if you hear the, um, acronym POC on the show, it doesn't mean person of color. It means proof of concept. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that is, that, that's very true. Um, coming in at number three with 49 points is Orinoco flow. Um, that's right. Which, Wait, which number is, what? What's the number? Three. Yeah. There we go. That's yeah. one yep. of the three Titans. It's one of the three yeah. Titans. And yep, I yep. It's all and then coming, coming together. In, coming in at number two with fifty-three points, where number one has fifty-four points. Wow. Would you look at that? Shadeness is number two, and Return to Innocence is number one. Wow. Enigma, one in two spots. Yeah, yeah that's a pure mood. That yeah, that I'm very happy with that. That, that makes yeah. it, it makes perfect sense. That totally One, makes sense. Two and three, you couldn't pick a better trilogy of moods. I agree. I mean, wait, I think that is the. I agree it, that that Innocence is the ultimate representation. Innocence, Innocence was one. Shadeness two. Yeah. And Orinoco flow, flow three. Three. That's, that's perfect. I'm very very happy with that. I think yeah. that's very pleased. I think that's exactly correct. Where was uh, X Files? <laughs> you know what's funny is we know we talked about like the darker sounds on this not doing as well i feel like x-files would have done better than all the darker sounding stuff on this possibly because it has the beat behind it it has like the hip-hop element yeah maybe. you know i think i'm probably more into the orb than that the orb like oh I, the orb is yeah, yeah the orb orb was a big deal for me today um, I'm happy for you that you got the correct version in time. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's very cool. Yeah, um, yeah. And and listen, like I I I'm fully like I think Orinoco Flow at three is perfect. I do think it's one of the titans of representing pure moods. Um, it yeah, it's just two yeah. Two, your two number intense. eight really yeah. reflects that opinion, <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> Your number eight it just doesn't. Really it doesn't. It. Uh, not more than Enigma. Enigma is the purest of moods. Like they are. They have the pure moods yeah. down. Like uh, it yeah, really yeah. is just Def- definitely. They've nailed it. Yeah. It, that's just what it is. I mean, that's probably why they put them on the compilation twice. Twice. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they're the most representation representative <laughs> of the pure I moods. Do, I do have to say that like doing this with a compilation was really interesting because of the like thematic element to it. And I think that that ranking like really bears that out, you know, like obviously when you're ranking an album of an, an artist, like it's going to be, you know, more uh, under a microscope, I guess, in terms of like the songs and how they work together. But this is, it's cool to look at them, how they thematically work. And I think the ranking shows that it worked. Oh yeah, I yeah I really like um, maybe uh, more so than any of the albums we covered. All three of us went in three different directions. I think besides like maybe like the very top, like within like numbers two through like five, there was like a lot of similarities. But I feel like we each had our stuff that we that we liked the most, and they were different, right? Like I, I went more in the smooth jazz direction. Dave went into more of like 
the um, movie, but like eighties movie, eighties movie. Yeah, yeah. And then Brand- well, it, yeah. So Dave and I are the. Dave and I had so the Enigma was the only thing any of us agreed on in the top three. Me and Dan both had Return to Innocence in our top three. Dave and I both had Shadaness in our top three. Okay. Other than that, it was they were unique top threes. Right. Which I think has not happened on albums before. No. Maybe. Yeah. But this is complicated, complicated. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dave, you wanted to mention the songs that did not carry yeah, over I'm before trying, we go. We're, I'm we're about to round out to three hours. So Yeah, I want to just make... I mean, I don't know how to do this because there's no like list, but like um, some of the songs that were on 1997 re-release were the X-Files theme that we heard in the commercial by DJ right. Dotto. They had Ad- Adimus by Carl Jenkins, also in the commercial... Uh, right, David Burns' Adamus. main title theme from Last Emperor. Right, Yeehaw Noha by Sacred Spirits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Combo by Jeffrey Aryama. Yep. And then my wife with Champagne Shoulders by Mark Insham. Yep. Insham. So it's five new songs. I could tell you right away. Another Green World. Brian Eno. You know, did not make it. Is gone. Theme from yep. the yeah. mission. Theme Ryuichi, from the mission is gone. Sakamoto. And Chimai, right? No any was it no Enyo? No Chimai. Uh the the Michael Nyman is still there. Um Ennio Morricone the orb is, is gone. not there. The mission is gone. Yeah, both both, both Morricone's McNor- are gone. Yeah. Ariane, Aaron, no, McLaurin. that's not true. No, the mission is still there. Sorry, the mission is oh, we found shit. the mission. We guys, we found the mission. It is there. Um uh, Little yeah, Fluffy Mal- Clouds is gone. Yeah, Little Fluffy Cows, Orb is gone. Kenny Praise G is, is gone, gone. Which we said already. Kenny G Malcolm gone. McLaurin's gone. Oh, Kenny uh, Merry G's Christmas. gone. Merry Christmas, yeah. Mr. Lawrence is gone. Ryochi, yep. Sakamoto, and then Brian Eno. So I wonder why they didn't make the cut. But I'm thinking some of the reasons we said, like the smooth jazz element of Kenny G, too commercial, I think that's out. Chimai and Ryochi Sakamoto, my two personal favorites. Maybe they're too much of a soundtracky, creepy, somewhat creepy, like just not a complete pure mood. I get that. Oh, and Chariots of Fire is gone. Did you say that? No, oh, did not say that. But me, it's also too commercial. Did you say Barrington is gone? Oh my God, Barrington oh, Falong is gone as well. Yeah, yeah. But that makes sense to me. Um. So yeah, they kind of. It wasn't all the same sound that they cut out. Cut out. It, right. There's. There. I don't know exactly why they made the cuts but they made. most of most of what was cut out was lower ranked except for Ryuichi uh and and Ennio Morricone but like yeah. the smooth jazz stuff and a lot of the other film score stuff well that was a lot of fun uh it's been a long time since we did albums we don't know when we'll do it again but um I think we got. Well, I think in 1997 we're gonna do Pure Moods 1997 re-release <laughs> uh, for 1997 <laughs> other format episode. So a few weeks from now. Yeah, I think maybe we should do Celtic Moods, which came out in '97. <laughs> oh I would be down for that. There has to be um, any on that, right? There's no any on it. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs>
I don't. I, I couldn't tell you anything about. Oh, the Edge and Sinead O'Connor. That's the only okay. artist. Artist. <laughs> okay. I, I recognize. They have a song. Together. I know the Water Boys. Yeah. Well, let's Bobby sign Boucher. off. Let's get out of this. Uh, this has been albums compilated torso edition. Uh, and I am presenter Brandon. Uh, presenter Danny here were the albums, your very best albums, your very compilated albums. Presenter number two, um, Kenny G rules. Um, this is Dave Cologne, uh, presenter three who won, by the way, we never said, Oh, Oh, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh really? <laughs> I guess yeah, that's what were, an important what were our thing. points, Brandon? Oh, I guess yeah. Um... Oh yeah, how did we do that? Is it just the the number one song, or is it all the points together? All I the points together, I think, right? Yeah, with the, with the songs we drafted. So DBPS five <laughs> came in uh, first, fourth place. <laughs> oh. Fourth place. Uh, yeah. So one person had the best draft strategy and that was Dan you won with 213 points yes I knew he had a good draft I went for the bangers I went went for the flagships I went for for a couple of the flagships right I went for well we each had we each had one of the 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 titan the three titans yeah we each had one of the three titans um Oh, true. Dave, yeah, Dave, you had 193 and I had 165. Uh, yeah, I probably would have drafted different. Like, if I was like, we came up with the idea of doing the pure moods after we drafted, <laughs> I think, or maybe it was before, but I didn't think about that, like, in terms of what I was picking. I think it was your idea. I, it was my idea, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I put my own songs pretty high also i mean also i think we <laughs> i i think me and dan didn't go as much to that direction anyway so it, yeah you know, well yeah yeah it, and it like, is what it, it, i didn't yeah. know how to do that <laughs> it's hard yeah like that's hard i thought about it and I, I just went with like what do i want to live in and i'd like to live inside kenny g it was a <laughs> it was a difficult but fun exercise like i like i like doing it that way but i don't know if i would do it again that way depending on what the theme would be. So then, Dan, yeah, you get to pick the so next... Yeah. Uh, so I guess, we're doing, I guess we're doing jock jams. <laughs> um, no, we're doing buzz ballads. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be terrible. That'd be All terrible. Right. <laughs> All right. So in I Am Dave Cologne, signing off. <laughs> <laughs> Dave C, compilated torso. Um, we'll see you deep, We'll Dave. see you soon. Yeah. Deep Dave. Deep, Deep Dave. Dave. Bye. I'm, that, I'm a pure dude. I'm genuine. Cool. <laughs> Dave identifies as a pure dude. Bye. Bye. See ya. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your moods. <laughs>